is up we back in this bitch again for donnie ray's no filter no fucking filter episode i think it's seven we yeah, back yeah. in this bitch with two mics Ooh, just cop this bitch today oh yeah got a, another very special guest same guest very special <laughs> hell yeah doesn't get any more especial <laughs> <laughs> go ahead introduce yourself hey Topher Stetzel back in it again. You know what I'm saying? I decided to uh, stick to giving out my name again. Excited. Right. It's going to be a fun episode. Right, real good episode. So we're just going to, uh, like we said, we found a little new lane last time talking about music. going to talk about, I just had one little topic, current event kind of I wanted to speak on. Fucking Raiders fans, so I want to speak <laughs> on fucking... Uh, Khalil Mack, man. Khalil Mack. If the Raiders just don't give this man his money. Let's hold on. I, I should have had his stats prepared. I wasn't really too prepared. They need to go ahead and secure the bag for that man, though. They wasting helly time. And they damn near just gonna... Oh, man. I'd be upset. Right. Because it's like he was a pro bowler at two positions. Two. Two. <laughs> Same number of mics that we have. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Two positions, defensive end and linebacker. All pro, defensive end, all pro linebacker. And you're telling me you're just going <laughs> to let this man walk? Three-time pro bowler. Two times all pro. He's been in the league four years. That's actually crazy. Right. Let's see how many sacks he had last year. Just... He had 10 sacks last year. His, his sophomore season, he had 15 sacks. Like, come on, man. How many interceptions he had, man? He didn't have any interceptions last year. But, I mean, the year before last, he had one interception. Man, like, he'd been in the league four years, three-time pro bowler, two times all pro. And you're telling me you're just going to let this man walk? I don't understand. And then fucking John Gruden trying to show whose dick is bigger or something. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> Like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, that's fucking stupid. Just sign a man. Get a man his money. Like, John, it's not yours. Like, right? <laughs> like, hey, it's bitch, it's not your money. <laughs> this nigga acting like he's about to come out of pocket or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, the way my bank account's set up, I'm a little strapped right now. I don't give a fuck. Right? It's like, nigga, what the fuck? Like, and then he tried to clown him, say, well, he was on the team last year. We didn't have a good defense last year. Okay, you didn't have a good defense last year. So you want to give away, like, your best defender? Right, so, okay, imagine if he wasn't on the team last year. Imagine how bad your fucking defense could have been. Like, it can get worse. Like, John Gruden, man, you need to fucking... Believe us as Colts fans, we know what it looks like. (laughs) Have your defense just get worse and worse. (laughs) Right, man, you don't want to go down that fucking path, man, so just... Keep the good ones. Right, man, sign the man. Secure his bag. Golly. Otherwise, he's, he's going elsewhere. That's right. silly. Right. And you so, don't want to play him. That's really all I had to say on that. Oh, yeah. Also, I wasn't going to say nothing about fucking Urban Meyer, but I had to 
I just got a, <laughs> another update on Urban Meyer, man. He just uh, just recently came out yesterday that he fucking admitted that he lied, but he said he didn't deliberately lie. Plot thickens. So you're just telling me, you told me that you did lie, but you didn't lie on purpose. So it's supposed to be okay. And then they're saying, he's saying he got suspended because he didn't, he knew about the information, but he didn't act quick, quick enough. Or at all. Andy shouldn't have hired him in the first place after Florida. But hey, we heard Bamani Jones say today, shout out Bamani again, two episodes in a row. We heard him talking about how, uh, like, a lot of these scandals, uh, like, they just be disappearing pretty quick. But this one just keeps kind of unfolding and unfolding. And there's more legs coming off it every day, it seems like. And unfortunately, like, it seems like almost every time that something new comes out, it's uh, it's a it, it's a glaring, glaringly bad look for Urban further and further. Which y'all heard last week how we both feel about that. Right? Why does he still have a job? But hey, that's the that's the broken system we're in. Shout out college football. Right. So we just wanted to see what happens. That I still think it's possible that he loses his job. So we'll just have to. Hey, shout out! If that happens, I'll be hopping right back into Ohio State land just so we're all clear. <laughs> but uh, right now I was telling Don earlier I'm still I'm trying to stand by it it's tough but I'm doing alright so shit that's all we really have to say on that we'll have some uh, more current event topics just whenever we wanna speak on something we're not gonna force it though uh, but yeah let's get into the fucking music man so like uh, last week we broke down all the fucking uh, Kanye albums and this week so what we're gonna normally do is uh, I pick a fucking album, mixtape, or whatever, and then Chris pick an album or mixtape, and then we'll both break those down together. But this time, like, we didn't really uh, do that, so we just kind of, like, agreed on fucking uh, two tapes together, and we agreed on Cushion Orange Juice, which we talked about last week. We already knew that was going to happen. And then fucking Friday Night Lights, and that's one of uh, Chris's... Yes, my favorite mixtapes or whatever. So uh, he'll probably lead the discussion more on that end. And I'm going to lead the discussion more on the fucking Cushion Orange Juice. So we can go ahead and drop. Uh, I said drop. <laughs> we dropping Cushion Orange Juice. So we can go ahead and jump right into that. So uh, Cushion fucking Orange Juice. That's a fucking. Uh, can you say Fuego? That's a fucking uh, legendary mixtape to say the very least. Like. Uh, I just know uh, Wiz, <coughs> Wiz in general, man, like is one of the main reasons I have started smoking, just to be 100. And then like, I know I've told this fucking story before. And also because my nigga Darius, shout out my nigga Darius Price, man. Like I seen this nigga, man. Like I knew he smoked. Like, you know, okay. So, you know, like you growing up and you fucking hear all the. Uh, propaganda and all that shit. Weed <laughs> is bad, blah, 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 blah. Just say no. Right, so it's like, I, I'm in that mindset. I'm like, oh, shit, weed bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm not fucking with it. And then, like, I remember, uh, like, it was, I think, well, my senior year in college, man. I said college, fuck. Senior year in high school. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, I don't remember how the fuck it came up, but, like, somebody had, like, asked me to smoke or something, and then... <laughs> I was like, nah. And then, like, I was thinking about it. And then I was like, man, this nigga Darius smoked. 
I'm like, this nigga regular than a bitch. Ask me that shit, nigga. <laughs> How far into the end of your senior year? It was like, uh, it was after football season for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it was after football season. I remember, <laughs> I remember the first motherfucking time I really fucking got lit, bro. Like, I think I blacked out. Like Yo, I, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I blacked out. Because, <laughs> you you like, greened out, son. <laughs> like, so Say blacking out for the boobs. Uh, we riding my nigga Chris Carr. We're going to the fucking basketball game. And like, we're smoking. And then all I remember is like, we're turning on the like spring mill. And then the next thing I know, we're fucking pulling into the fucking North Central parking lot. One of my headphones is hanging out the door. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm high as shit. So I'm pretty sure I fucking blacked out. Bro, that uh, that actually sounds a lot like the very first time I ever smoked. So one time during the senior year of high school, I I took an edible on a field trip. A group of us in culinary class, like half my culinary class. And that was the first time I ever got high. Yo, and people say you don't get high the first time you smoke. But if you eat an edible, you'll get slapped. Yeah, I don't know how high I got on the first time. That was like the second time. But then the first time I actually smoked, we were, I was with these two dudes. They had been smoking for a while. It was literally the day I graduated high school. And I, uh, we hit like, I shit you not, like easily 10 bowls out of a bong back to back to back. And then somehow I end up being the one who's going to drive us to Steak and Shake. And that is the only time in my life, folks, that I have drove high and felt like (laughs) my highness was a detriment. Like, there is definitely, as Don said in his story, there is blackout moments <laughs> in that drive where I'm just like, how do we get the steak and shake? I don't know, but we got a 777, which is seven patties, seven <laughs> pieces of cheese, and fries for $7.77. Smash. They don't do that shit anymore, do they? I don't know. It was on, like, a weird menu. Like, I think they just, like, spot somebody who they're like, oh, look how stoned these people are. And they just bring out this fake-ass menu, but... Yeah, I had never heard of but that. But yeah, 777 was the greatest deal I've ever heard of in my life, too. That's a bargain. Right. So, man, so... Excuse me. Fucking drinking these Coronas, man. Definitely fucking burping and shit. But, uh... So, yeah, man, fucking cushion orange juice, man. Like, we just had a big, big impact on the culture with this shit, for sure. Like, uh... It wasn't for this, like I said, I probably wouldn't have ever smoked or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people, like, I know a lot of people that started smoking because of Wiz. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in that boat, too. Like, Wiz introduced it to people, not saying, like, oh, uh, Wiz is the main reason people started smoking, but it's like, Wiz introduced that to them. Wiz showed them, okay, well, maybe, shit, this shit not as bad, you know what I'm saying? Like, this shit cool, whatever. And it's definitely... Not as bad. Right. So it gave niggas uh, uh, just a little piece, a view of what it might might be, and then they could make their own choices and decisions after they've been informed by my nigga Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> but uh, so, Christian Orange Juice, man, it was released on April 14th, 2010. Yo, that's the day after my birthday. I didn't even know that. That's so it's crazy. fucking... He should have dropped it on 420. Yeah, he's crazy for that. But he didn't drop it on 420. I'm impatient. Right. And just like, uh, started off like the cover art of fucking Pushing Orange Juice. That's that's, uh, one of my favorite uh, covers. Be honest. 
Like, it's just, uh, like I said, it sets the whole fucking, like, like the whole cover art, like, it just, before you even listen to any fucking music, you just look at the cover art, and you could just already kind of tell, you know what I'm saying, with this nigga on, like, he gonna <laughs> be on some fucking player shit on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, it's literally David Ruffin's background from his, uh, album. I said background. It's literally David Ruffin's album cover from his album, Gentleman Ruffin. And if you look, uh, if you, like, really look at it, you can see in the fucking background, it still has this fucking afro, David Ruffin's afro on the shadow in the background. Which is honestly hard. Right. So, it's just fucking Wiz's head basically put on David Ruffin's body. And, like, you can fucking see fucking bitch uh, laying on him. The fucking, like, soft colors and everything. Like, you can just tell, like, he about to be on some fucking player shit on this fucking... Some smooth shit. Right. Like, you can just look at this shit and tell. So, like, just the cover, just looking at the cover, you didn't even have to listen to any music. You could already tell he about to be on some fucking smooth shit, player shit. <clears throat> and then, when you first jump into that motherfucker, he starts off with the fucking, what song? Fucking Waking Bacon. That's just fucking like a... Uh, what the fuck is my phone doing this? That's just like a fucking... Uh, basically, just an instrumental the whole time. He comes in, like, towards the end with, like, a little, like, bridge type fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think I didn't I text you about that and said like, yo, he really could have done more with Wake and Bacon because like, right. that's a cool ass vibey beat. Like, I really like I, I crave more. But every time I hear it, especially when he comes in, uh, just the way he comes in with the uh, his his uh, his melody on that was hard. And, right. uh But it just gives you that taste. And then it goes right into the one of my favorite tracks, honestly, like right off the bat. Yeah, I feel like Wake and Bacon said the whole, like, it kind of, like, introduced, like, like I said, the fucking cover show was about to be on, but this, like, sonically introduced the vibe mm-hmm. that was going to be for the whole tape, like, it's like a pretty much smooth-ass tape, and then, like you said, I said I had a little bridge, and it leads into, like, Mesmerize, and fucking, oh, yeah, the fucking uh, Wake and Bacon that's produced by Sledger, and that leads into Mesmerize, which is produced by Cardo. And that's like the first actual song on the tape where he's like starting to spit with the bars. And then like uh like I said on the fucking cover, like he's you know he's gonna be on some player shit and he comes right in with the fucking player <laughs> he shit. He does so hard. Like he said, I don't love him, I don't chase him, I duck him. Like smoke something, go to a new place soon as I fuck him. Niggas be pressed with pussy, ain't nothing. Mm. Instead of worrying about who that bitch fucking, why don't you get you some money? Nine times out of ten, she see me stunting. Game running, wanna know my hotel or who phone to ring when she coming. I keep it 100. Get money from, damn, I fucked up. Oh, but, but see, that was all off the top, though. Right, you know what I'm saying? So, like, he was coming in with that fucking hard shit, just, like, show, showing what the fuck he's about to be on. That's one of my favorite, um, like, uses of just cadence, the I don't love him. Right. I don't chase him. I like, you honestly, y'all already know that. Like y'all know that is iconic stuff right there. Right, and then I feel like too. I feel like he showcased his uh, hook writing abilities on that motherfucker. Like that hook, that mesmerized hook is just legendary. So it's like I feel like this was just a good song to like really draw the people in. Like, because I feel like. <clears throat> If, like, you have to come hard on your first song, like, you just gotta come hard on your first song, because if I'm listening to your shit, like, uh, a lot of, sometimes I, like, pick out a random song, and I think, okay, well, if I like the name of the song, I'll listen to that song, but if most of the time, if I'm just listening to your shit, I'm gonna listen to the first song, 
If your first song not cool, not cold, I'm not. I'm dipping. Not, yeah, I'm not listening no more. So you gotta come hard on that first song. And I feel like on that first song, he came through, mesmerized, and just fucking, like I said, showcases hook writing ability, a little bit of the bars, a little flow. And Caro's beat, smooth. It's a smooth beat. Smooth and a bitch. So then after that. Smooth and a bitch, he said. Right, smooth and a bitch. <laughs> so then after that, he goes in uh, uh, We're Done. And that's produced by uh, Cashmere. Uh, I don't know if it's Royale or Royal, whatever. It's probably Royal. But uh, I know about that motherfucker. He fucking produced a lot of songs for like uh, Kid Ink when he first came up. I used to fuck with Kid Ink Heavy. Like that first mixtape, Crash Landing. Uh, I forget the fuck his other one. But like his first two or three uh, mixtapes. Damn, what's that one with the like, black and white cover? I forget that one's called. But yeah, he produced some songs for uh, Kid Ink. So I kind of uh, know about him. But anyway, uh, We're Done. That's a quick song. Like it was like two minutes or something. And I know a lot of motherfuckers that didn't fuck with that song. Like, I don't I know, know why. I like it. Yeah, I know a lot of people that'd be like, I don't fuck with that song. But yeah, like, I actually fuck with it too. So, I don't really, I don't really see what the deal is. I know it's kind of like... Easy Wider comes up. In the right, it's not... Too. Right, it's not really your, uh, I guess not really like your typical Wiz song. But really, if you think about it, at the time, it wasn't really your typical Wiz song. But now if you go back from what he's become, it's kind of more of an intro to what he was going to become because it kind of had a popish feel. Yep. And that's more like what he's on now. Like, he still does the little, you know what I'm saying, the trap shit and all that shit. But he's more of a pop artist. And the the bars are okay in this song. And he, he's, he definitely doesn't say anything too consequential in this song. Right. Um, so I think that's maybe why people shy away from it a little bit. And then the pop pop sound but I mean there's still bars there and I mean it's it's sort of some typical whiz content for the time without a doubt I mean right. he's talking about money like for the most part like there's so much money and right. weed right same shit he pretty much <laughs> yeah, he pretty much always talk about I mean that's not even that's not to say nothing bad about nah, him but, that, but that's just what cause he's made great music about right. the same shit for that long like that is actually incredible and I gotta give the quick shout out to 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 the new Wiz album. There was finally some like grown man shit in there. Right. When ne- I didn't think I would see it. I went into that album with expectations of not, definitely not feeling anything. And there was a couple right. songs that made me feel some things, and I was like, okay, okay, right. Wiz. All right. So yeah, especially that uh, hopeless romantic. What was that other song? Uh... Be okay. Yeah, that song. That song is raw. Right. So there's a lot of that was on. I think that's like his most vulnerable song he's ever made, honestly. Like, Be Okay, like, he was talking about real, as real as stuff as, as I've ever heard. Is that a pick six? Yeah, pick six. To the house. Utah State taking it to the house on Michigan State. That is hilarious. Right. They're really hanging in this game right now. It is cornball. 23-27. I think on the fourth quarter. Right. That's but, funny as hell. But yeah, so, uh, we're done, and that led into the fucking, uh, <laughs> the first fucking skit. On the on the mixtape, and then I I think these skits were like great for this like mixtape. Like it just put a little bit of his. That's why I fuck with skits. They put like a little bit of your personality. Yeah. Like of course your personality gonna be in your music and stuff, but it shows like your personality, like your creativeness, like outside of just yeah where your brain goes when it's not making music. Yeah. Sort of. 
So like it was like a little clowning thing. Easy little, rider. Right. He's like, yeah, hold on, I'm gonna find easy water and all that shit is just like an intro. <laughs> and if you had really been fucking listening to Wiz before that, you already knew about Easy Water. So it was a little bit just like a continuation of what you already knew. But if you hadn't really been listening to Wiz, that's kind of just like your first intro to Easy Water. And we all know that's fucking just Wiz in a different voice. So then after that skit, it went into fucking the statement. And that's produced by VVS Sound. And I said, this was the first kind of like hard song on the fucking tape. Like the drums hit a little harder than they do on all the previous songs. And I feel like that uh, shows like uh, Wiz's like uh, personality on this motherfucker. Like the whole the hook on that motherfucker was like, nigga, no, we belong on the top, but we ain't tripping because we'll get there in a minute. So like that little arrogant, but like chill, like nigga, he's saying, said we belong at the top, nigga. Like we the niggas, but we not tripping. We not there right now, nigga, because we know what's coming. And I feel like that's just like at that time that was like Wiz's personality. Like I spoke that shit into existence too. Right, shit, for real. Became an icon. Right, real shit. So I feel like that was just like a good song, to like uh put some bump into it, like, change up the little vibe. Like, it was, it's still smooth, but it was a little harder. Yeah, it definitely came harder. Right, it's a little harder than the previous songs. And uh, he had that fucking video for that. He had, he was in the fucking uh, car with, like, I think it was uh, DJ Ill Will. I don't think i ever seen that video. Yeah, that video hard. He was in the car with DJ Ill Will. He was, like, riding around. He was just rapping and shit. I like that. I like simplicity, simplistic videos like that. Right. You don't got to do anything. I mean, we all love the wild videos, too, but sometimes you just got to rap. Right. So then that fucking, uh, that led into the next song, Spotlight, and that's produced by The Watchers. And I feel like this song is a fucking perfect wake and bake song. Like, this is a perfect wake and bake song. Like, the beat is kind of, like, uplifting, gives off a good vibe that was just, that's just good for fucking starting a day. And I've, uh... Waking and baking to that motherfucker numerous times. So that's just like a fucking good song to fucking wake and bake to. It's just got good vibes. And it's just like, uh, it was the first song on there with a feature. <laughs> that killer Kylie on. And my, <laughs> my nigga Colin hates that nigga. Like, <laughs> he hates that nigga. The verse was all right. It wasn't nothing to write home about. I mean, that song code, though, like I said, it's a perfect fucking. Wake and bake song. And Wiz, to me. Got, Wiz got a couple good bars in here. There's, right. there's a funny one right at the beginning of verse two that just caught my eye. While you at home on Twitter trying to hack in her page and shit, we smoking and cracking the jokes and letting you in. <laughs> Bro, that shit funny yeah, as hell. Shit, shit, and true. water, even told her how to use a joint roller. Hey. Tight and but came from underground like an orla. He was like still, never left. Back still like wild to me that this man like literally won't yeah, smoke blunts at this point. Yeah, like even in 2010, 2010, he already on that. I'm a joint smoker. And that's, I mean, that's crazy. That shit burns. Right, too he used fast. to smoke blunts, and this, and there's actually, there's actually a reason why he uh, doesn't smoke blunts anymore. So he said, uh, Fuck your lungs, he got a, he got walking pneumonia, and he said, I guess like the doctor told him to stop smoking blunts. And also, it's different too when you smoke as at the pace as, that Wiz yeah. does, like taking in that much. To, like I mean. I I I get it, but also like every once in a while, you know, like right. a blunt's awesome. And like expect like I've heard I've heard Snoop tell the story of like him Snoop Dog handing Wiz a blunt and Wiz just like nah, like who the fuck says no to Snoop Dog's blunt, bro? <laughs> right. Not me. 
So it's like I it's, paid two. <laughs> it's Friday. He used to smoke them motherfuckers. That's the real crazy part about it. But like I said, he said he got that walking pneumonia and whatever. And he said doctor said he needs to stop, so he stopped. Whatever, blah blah blah. But like you said, uh, I don't see why he wouldn't every now and then. Even currency, currency says when he's with somebody, I forget who he said it was, but he said he'll hit the blunt a couple times just out of respect. But yeah, I shit, I don't, I, I don't fuck with joints. Fuck joints. So then, would you you smoke a joint if somebody rolls it? I mean, if they roll it, yeah. But I mean, fuck. I can't even I roll a joint, bro. I, smoke a blunt. I, I literally smoke cannot roll a joint. I think that shit is like impossible. Yo, they throwing flags all over right now. It's like three flags. Joints are whack. So then after uh... <laughs> joints are whack. <laughs> Threw that out there so casual. <laughs> After that, uh, after Spotlight goes into the second skit, and that's, uh, fucking Easy Water, uh, answering the fucking call, motherfucker, like, you know when your nigga jumped that, jumped that cushion <laughs> of juice and warm a nigga heart? And, hey, this, <laughs> this shit's so funny to me, because when he say that shit, that nigga just say, okay. <laughs> See, okay. <laughs> he said, yeah, you didn't drop that cushion on juice, that roll, warm a nigga heart, man. And he said, okay. <laughs> yeah, these are these are some of my all-time favorite skits of anybody. Like, they're, to me, these are some of just the most funny and just like, <laughs> I don't know, charming in a way almost. <laughs> like, it's just charming. <laughs> no homo. Yeah, thank you for feeling that. <laughs> I'm not charmed by him, but... <laughs> yeah. Fucking... <laughs> that shit's funny. That shit's right. <laughs> We're fucking, uh... <laughs> so after the charming skit... <laughs> after the skit... Go Undertaker! Undertaker! <laughs> after the fucking, uh... The skit goes into the Kid Frankie. And that's uh, fucking uh-huh. produced by Big Germ. And that samples uh, Hanging on the String. Um, string. It sounds like it says String. Hanging on a String by Loose Ends. And I feel like uh, this fucking, the kid, Frankie, I feel like that embodied the whole, like, Cushion Orange Juice, like, vibe. And, like, it was just like, I don't know, like, that song really reminds me of fucking Cushion Orange Juice. Like, I remember that fucking video. He's fucking, gets out of the car, grabs his shit, like, goes in, fucking. They about to smoke. Nigga finds like a blunt in the fucking, uh, in the toilet. Nigga talking shit about the blunt. He said, yeah, that's where that blunt belongs. In the trash. So he was fucking hating on the blunts back then. Even then, like we already said that. And I just remember that whole video. Then he like fucking bougie. Nigga gets fucking water out the fucking vending machine for his bong. And you can't just fill the fucking bong up in the sink. He gotta get a fucking purified water looking ass nigga. <sighs> First world problems. Yeah. And then Yo, they ain't got no bottle of water for my bomb. <laughs> so then they fucking go and smoke and then start the video, all that shit. But like that, I just feel like that whole video, whole song just embodied the whole Cushion Orange Juice vibe. And that's just like, when I think of Cushion Orange Juice, that's one of the songs I think of. Kid, Kid Frankie, man, like that motherfucker legendary, man. Yeah. There's not much more I can say on that track, honestly. I enjoy that track. Right. There's not many. <laughs> if you were here last week, there wasn't a lot of skips in our conversation last week, and there is not many skips in our conversation this week. That's kind of going to be our theme, I think. Skipless right, material. Right. So then after that, it goes in the up, 
And that's produced by EXO. I never had really heard of this producer. Oh, my bad. Let me cut in real quick. I meant to say, shout out Big Germ on that last track. I love Big Germ. Big Germ. He's out of Pittsburgh with Wiz and Mac Miller. That's They all came up at Rostrum. Shout out Big Germ. He makes some ill beats. Some cold-ass beats. So then, like I said, got up. That's produced by EXO. And this is, like we already <laughs> talk, spoke about this last week, the, the Up one. Effect. If you ever heard, uh, done the Up Effect, you need to go do that. If you don't know what the Up Effect is, go back and listen to last week's episode and find out. Gotta plug you in, man. Gotta get you niggas listening. Can't give you all the answers right. in this episode. So go back and check that out if you want to know what the Up Effect is. But like, uh, Up, I just feel like this is one of the chillest songs ever <laughs> on the tape, right? It's one of the chillest songs ever, but it's just like, the niggas like you like singing, rapping, like this kind he of. He's not like, even really rapping. Like, His like verses a, are so short on this motherfucking song. Right. It's just a vibe. He's right. here to vibe you out. Like this was meant for like I swear this was like meant meant for this up experience that he's right. talking about. Like, cause this is just like it just takes you away. Like literally, you just float away with this song. Right. It is a sonic experience. Right for real. So that song cold. Like he just. <laughs> and this is like at the end and he's saying like if you don't smoke I don't know why like <laughs> said, <laughs> like that is right nigga said everything better when you're high everything's better when you're high and niggas just spitting that shit man like like it's just a that's another that's another song that fucking embodied the whole cushion noise yeah. thing like that's that is really the one that comes to my mind first usually right if somebody's like, like yo Let's listen to Christian Orange. He's like, I immediately am like, oh. Right. So it's like, oh. That's just one of Coda's songs. On the Chillest song, Coda songs, like, that's a memorable song on there for sure. And then that led into fucking <laughs> Never Been, man. And that's produced by Sledgeon. And this was, this simple, uh, uh, fucking, uh, I think it's Chrono Trigger. If you ever played that game on, it's like an early fucking video game, but it's, it's like a legendary classic game. Uh, but like it's simple, one of the songs off of there. And like you can kind of hear like uh, if you go back and listen to it, it's kind of like a, got, some, uh, got a little like video game-ish sound if you listen to it, like the fucking uh, melody. Not like a, not like a Pac-Man like sound, but like, <laughs> if, like if you ever played any like early like uh, Zelda games like on the fucking... Uh, Game Boy, like that type of music. I used to play them motherfuckers. I had like that type of music or like, uh, what's that fucking, oh, I'm trying to think of that game. Oh, I can't think about it. I know how the music goes. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I don't know. Fuck, what song? Goddamn, but it's like a, like a, like a, kind of like, uh, like fucking, I can't think of, I want to say like band music, but it's not really. But anyway, like if you go back and listen to that, you can kind of hear like the uh, melodic shit from like a video game, like an early game, like I said, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy type shit. If you know like what that type of music sound like, you can kind of hear it. But anyway, so I said like Never Been's like a first, like it's kind of like it was a single type song on the mixtape. Like it was one of the songs he released a video for. And it was just like, that video cold as fuck. I feel like that video helps embody that song. And it just, it was just like a different kind of, it was on the same vibe, but it was still like a little hard. It was hard and it was smooth. Like at the same time, it was more like a statement type song. 
And I just, I fuck with that song, Never Been, like, and obviously a lot of people fuck with that song because he came out with the Never Been Part 2. Like, it was just, uh, Never Been was just an iconic song. It was, uh, it was one of my favorite songs on there, to be real. I fuck with that motherfucker. And then shout out to, uh, Never Been Part 2 as well. That's on Taylor. Taylor Autodice. Okay, I, I thought so, but I didn't want to sound like an asshole. And I knew Don would know the answer for sure. Yeah. So, shout out that track, because that track obviously stemmed from this track, and it's also extremely hard. Right. So then after that <clears throat> motherfucker, they had uh, In The Cut. And, in The Cut. Right, and, and that was, uh, I feel like that's fucking like a party song, anthem song. Like, that was... Shit, that was one of the songs, like, that's a song that, you know, if people say, like, excuse me, say a nigga, like, they say, oh, he made that for the white people. That was the song he made for the white people. If there, <laughs> if there was any song that he made for white people, that was it. Hey, because, is it a coincidence that I love this song? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that was, like, <laughs> like, it's a party song. Like I said, party song, anthem song, it had that party anthem feel. And, like, I know a lot of white people that fucked with that song. Like, when I, my nigga uh, Sam Lane used to fucking take me home from school, he was, he'd be listening to that song and shit. Like, white people fucked with that song. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that song was cold. And it was like a, a good single. And, like I said, the video was cold. Nigga was, and I saw, I feel like the video kind of, like, back in the day, Wiz was like hella down to earth. He not like that now. Like, he's still cool. Like, Amber Rose turned him out, to be honest. Like, she made she made that nigga a bougie-ass nigga. He not what he used to be. But, like, back in the day, that nigga Wiz was, like, real down-to-earth and shit. So, like, that video show, he was fucking in the, just at a regular, like, house. I mean, it was, like, a bigger house than most motherfuckers. But they was at a house party. They motherfuckers was drinking beer and shit. And they was drinking, like, Budweiser and a bunch of, like, regular-looking motherfuckers. And it's just, like, that was, show, that was like... Show motherfuckers that oh shit this motherfucker regular too and like it uh can't really figure out what I'm trying to fucking say but it like show people he's it made it more accessible yeah right and it showed niggas that oh okay this motherfucker like me like I said like people like motherfuckers that they can relate to absolutely so it like made him a little more relatable oh shit this motherfucker just had a party just like I'll be at drinking fucking Budweiser if this nigga not drinking no motherfucking Cristal and none this nigga drinking. But light and shit, just like a regular motherfucker. So I made them relatable. And like I said, motherfuckers like people that are relatable. And that's why people really fucking <clears throat> started liking Wiz. Like, he was so relatable. Like, Christian Orange Juice, fucking Taylor Gang, like, fucking cult following type shit. Yep. Like, motherfuckers that fuck with that shit, they really T-G-O-D. fuck with that shit. Right. Motherfucker. I know y'all motherfuckers remember Taylor Gang or Drink Bleach and all that shit. Taylor Gang or... Stab your eyes out, you know, it's Taylor Gang or <laughs> fuck you with an age dick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all types of shit, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like motherfuckers that fuck with that shit, Taylor Gang and shit, they went hard Taylor for Gang that shit. Taylor Gang or hang, bro. Right. So it's all types of shit. So after that came in the Visions, and that was produced by Sledgen, and that sample, I don't really know how to fucking say the name, like Hewitt October 1971, but I definitely heard that song before. And this is like another smooth ass beat, you know what I'm saying? This, this is another song, Christian North Juice type beat song. Like it was just a good fucking song. Uh, I feel like he was talking about like, uh, like his vision, like talking about what he felt like he's like, what he felt like he deserved, what he felt like he was going to, what 
what he was going through, what he was seeing. It's just like a good ass song, man. Like I feel like Wiz is good at talking that shit, bragging, but also at the same time saying some real shit. Like earlier in the day, like now it seems like all he does is fucking just brag. Uh, we say put some uh more meaningful shit in this most recent album, but between like that was long awaited though. Right, yeah, between like probably like Taylor Autodice and now the music had been just like a lot of commercial, super, yeah, commercial superficial shit. So it's like still uh, some good music in there though. Right, but uh, right. So I feel like this is one of the songs like he was like showcase like his ability to say some real shit and also keep stunt. it yeah stunt and <laughs> at the same time because he's he's always going to because he's got more money than us so <laughs> why the fuck wouldn't he say it he's not gonna lie right tell us we all the same we not so then we got fucking uh next song still blazing that's <laughs> produced by Serm Style and that sampled this uh fucking song I can't even I'm gonna make sure I get this nigga's name right Alvarozzi that's how you said the song but it's a song called Still Blazing and obviously if you hear like the sample there's a nigga saying Still Blazing Still Blazing so it's obviously a sample like it was obviously a sample but that was just the fucking like he said on that motherfucker I always I usually make a weed song here it is right so here's a fucking weed song he said that on Good Dank too I feel like but it's just like he always made a weed song like on that fuck uh, there's another fuck I'm shitty I fucking uh, King, his name's on the tip of my fucking tongue. That uh, so high that motherfucker off a of, uh, what is that? Black off? Hollywood. Nah, oh yeah, fucking he had two songs called So High then. So High off a of Black Hollywood code. He had an earlier song called So High. It's off a of, uh, Star Power. Oh, Niggas on me, that's why I get so high. Yeah, definitely. That motherfucker right. harder than the the next one. Right. So then he always got like a fucking weed song on every tape. Like obviously all his songs he talk about weed, but there's like always pretty much one song that just embodies. Like yeah, he really goes in hard on talking about weed. Like way harder than ever necessary, but also like it speaks to us. So we're like yeah, right. So then after that song goes into the slim skit, and this is motherfucking my favorite skit. This might be my fucking favorite skit all time out of all the skits ever made. Like it's just a legendary skit. And he's talking about, she won't roll my trees, Jack. Jive, man. Niggas like, I just want to smoke and chill, man. And it's just like, I felt that shit, man. Like, I, felt <laughs> I felt that shit, man. Like, she won't even roll my weed for me, nigga. I'm doing all this. Nigga said, I keep the bills paid. And she won't even roll my weed, brother. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I felt that shit. Like, damn, man. Like, these bitches be on that bullshit, man. <laughs> Like, man, I'm out here doing all this. I'm fucking doing this for this bitch, and this this bitch don't even appreciate it, man. I just want her to do something so simple. I just want you to cook and clean. I just want you to grow my weed. You won't even do that. And it's just like, I felt that shit, man. And then, <laughs> and then just like, <clears throat> I just want to smoke and chill. It's just like, man, like, that's just what motherfuckers want to do, man. We just want to chill, man. Smoke and chill, but it just, you can't do that, man. You got to go to work. <laughs> 100%. Really feels like every day, that grind. That grind, man. You got to work hard for what you want, folks. Right. And for the longest time, man, I didn't fucking know it was fucking Wiz singing at the end of that motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> I really just realized that motherfucker, like, 
probably like a couple years ago. I was like, hold on, this is damn near Wiz singing because it sounds different. Like, it don't sound like a normal Wiz singing. But that was definitely, like, I knew Wiz was the one doing the fucking skit. But like, yeah, he had his, it, like, you can it's hear just him. like you've never heard him like yeah. that, which it, was cool. It was like really uh, charactery and, and funny. Like, it right. just, it makes him very likable. It's a very, this easy, easy rider is a, uh, a likable character. Like, you step, like, if not even just Wiz himself, but like, you want to hang out with that character and smoke a, smoke a blunt or a joint, you know what I'm saying? Right. So then after that, uh, goes in the pedal to the metal. And this is produced by Johnny Giuliano and Superstar O. Not one of my favorites. And this is what, uh, this pedal to the metal, I actually fuck with that motherfucker. And this is like, uh, Johnny Giuliano and Superstar O. They're like really, to me, they're legendary producers because they were like really early, really some of the earlier sounding like, like if you know about Wiz and Johnny Giuliano fucking, uh, Damn, I'm fucking shitty. I'm drawing a blank on a fucking, uh, uh, fuck. Uh, what's that school fucking mixtape? Goddamn, I'm drawing a blank on the name of that fucking, uh, fly school. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Or flight school. Yeah, flight school. Goddamn, shitty. I fucking drew a blank on that. But, like, he produced, like, hella beats on flight school. It's the beers. Right, he produced hella beats on fucking, uh, star power. And, like, that was just, like... <clears throat> Uh, Johnny Giuliano really helped build that initial whiz sound like that, like spacey uh, synthesizer, like real chill sound. And then like Superstar O2, he was like in that early sound. They were like uh, one of the two main people I know curating that sound. Like I don't even really hear much from them uh, that much anymore. But like Johnny Giuliano, Superstar O, like they were big back in the day. Like they helped whiz create his sound. So I fuck with them. And I fuck with that pedal to the metal. Mm, 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 mm. Like you can hear Johnny Giuliano singing on that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And I got that motherfucker. I, I fuck with that motherfucker. It was a different. Ooh yeah, yeah. And that motherfucker hard. Like, yeah, it's got no, a, I mean it's, it's a, got a vibe. It's a cool though. track. I don't want it to get it twisted. Like that's a cool track. I don't skip this track. Yeah. Just in the in the mix of this this mixtape, it's not one of them. It's it wouldn't make probably even my top like. Might not make the top ten. Probably would, but probably not much higher than ten. Right. This just got a good uh this got a good vibe I fuck with. And it just like I said, I fuck with those producers, so I don't know. I just fuck with that motherfucker. But I know you're saying like you said, you're not saying you didn't fuck with it, it just wouldn't make your top song. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I mean there's always got there's gotta be songs that are better than others to everybody. Right, it's just it's inevitable. Like it's literally impossible. But uh so then after that goes into good dank. And this is just, uh, this was produced by Big Germ, like we said. Shout out Big Germ. And this was one of the songs I really felt like it showcased his flow. Like it showcased like his different flows and what he could do. He said, joints I flick, bombs I kicked off. Fucking, I fucking forgot the word. But like that motherfucker, like he was just spitting on that motherfucker. Can't rip this off, tag on your mattress, fool. You'd rather be high. This that shit, bitch. Now you in the presence of the fly. Louis cover my eyes. Not them hundred dollar Ray Bans fam. These six seventy five nigga was spitting on that motherfucker and just showing like nigga I got flow for you motherfuckers and I'm talking spitting that shit on you niggas man like that's one of my favorite songs on there. Good dank like that's a fucking legendary song man. yeah. And it's funny to me now though. Every time I'm listening to this and I see Good Dank come up, I automatically think of Two Chain song, Good, yeah. good Drink, and I just wanted to be like, Good Dank, <laughs> <laughs> like that. That shit be funny. But yeah, now nah, this song, 
uh, is definitely one of my favorites. Um, and it's just definitely one of them that to me that that comes to mind when I think Cushion Orange Juice because yeah. it's just one of those yeah. one of those attention grabbing songs because he's he's really rapping on this one. This is probably one right. of the most bars like because a lot of this album is like there's good rapping in there, but a lot of this album is really just like a vibe. Like yeah. it is meant. This is an album that is meant to just smoke to. Like that right. is what he went to the studio to make. I feel well, not nah, he was just so high. Like that's just what he does. Yeah. Um. But this song, he's he's really rapping his ass off, and uh, right, you don't always get that from Wiz anymore. So right, for sure, cold song. So then after a good dank goes into the skit three, <laughs> also a good skit. Right, all the all the skits are good. That was like I said, one of my favorite. But all the skits are good, and like I said, it just shows like his personality. Introduce you to his his mind deeper than just the music, like we said outside the music. So then after that skit goes into Glass House. And that was uh, that was a song with Big Crit and uh, Currency, and that was really one of the that was really the only song with Currency on that motherfucker. Which is surprising, right? Which is like you said, surprising because they got How Fly and all that shit. But uh, I really I fuck with this song. Don't you wanna wish your ass in this glass house? Don't you like that motherfucker hard? Like I just fuck with the whole vibe, and I don't really fuck with Big Crit like that. But I fucked with his verse on there. I fucked with obviously I fuck with Currency's verse, and I fuck with Wiz's verse. And I just feel like that was a good song. Yeah, this was just a very complete song. Right, it was just like a... It's a good song to like... <clears throat> put like... Show... Because he didn't really have that many features on there. And just to show that he's still on this old shit with fucking currency and shit. Like, I'm still fucking with my nigga. Here's a song from this. Because like, really? Since then, they ain't really done that much. Since Foul Fly, like, yeah, they done shit together. But it ain't nothing like... Everybody want that How Fly too. That's what everybody wants. Will we ever get it? They've I hope been, so. They've been teasing us with the fucking 2009. They ain't never dropped that. But then, they, like you said, uh, we was talking about this earlier. They was talking about uh, Wiz and Currency. They were tweeting back and forth uh, before his album, talking about making music and all this shit. So, I mean, we want the fucking How Fly 2, 2009, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Because they make great music together. Right, but will we ever get it? Who knows? Because How Fly is a legendary tape. Now it had to be something that we break down at some yeah. point, too. Yeah. I definitely fuck with that tape. The thing is, Wiz is one of the top mixtape artists of all time. We right. could break down a lot of Wiz. Like, 28 Grams, he was he was years ahead of the rap game on that one, really. Like, 28 Grams had a little bit of that triplet flow that we hear nonstop now. Right. Repetitive hooks. James Bungham on a mission. Like... Tell me, go listen to 28 Grams and tell me that that wasn't the, that's not a lot of the trap music we're hearing now. Wiz was ahead of his time, always. Smoking weed in videos before anybody else. The man, whether you like it or not, he was a pioneer. Right, for sure. For many different things. Yo, Utah State really driving to take the lead right now. Yeah. Yo, we'll keep y'all updated, but we, uh... We may have the first upset of the NCAA football season brewing. Right, number 11, Michigan State. <laughs> There's eight straight. minutes left in the fourth. Struggling. Utah State got the ball. They got 24, Michigan State 30. Truth. But anyway, man, so after fucking uh, Glass House, going to the outro. And I was, and this is interesting to me because they have an outro and then they have one more song. And it's like, but it wasn't, I don't, on everything I had, like it wasn't fucking, it didn't say like bonus song. It just said like it was just a song. 
So that is kind of so, sometimes it just kind of ends the vibe that they're trying to feel for the album. But it doesn't. But the thing I guess that doesn't make sense is that supply right. fits in the same spectrum as the rest of the album. So right. So it was like, his high ass mind just put it in the wrong order on accident. And he was like, Fuck yeah. right, because like outro, <laughs> and then it goes into fucking supply, and then outro actually uses the same beat from Waking Bacon. So it's like which would have been a doper way to end the album, in right. my opinion. But Hey. So it's like a fucking. So the first song is Waking Bacon, and then the last song is Waking Bacon. But see, it's technically not the last song. Like, if it would have really been the last song, that would have. I mean, I guess it kind of flows into Supply, because for Supply. Uh, there's smoke, but we get higher. Like, that motherfucker. I don't know. I'd rather I'm ended on. I guess it. I guess it fucking kind of. Like, I guess it, the what what it did is cool. Because it could end on supply, but I don't know. I feel like it just would have made more sense to end on outro. You start off, you start off with waking bacon, and with waking bacon type beat. So I don't know. But this song is cold. Supply right. is really dope. The hook on that is dope. Who else was on that motherfucker? He had uh, Nesby, yeah, Nesby Phipps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they don't fuck with him either. Yeah, nah, that's not my cup of tea. This <laughs> verse, I though, I can't lie. He did have a cool little verse. It's not the best, but I mean, I've heard worse, and I've never really, I've never really gone and looked into Nesby Phipps much. But uh, I mean, you're not a household name, so clearly you're not doing anything too special. Ooh, lame bean. <laughs> so yeah, man, that was a fucking uh, that was a breakdown of Cush Norris Juice, man. Classic stuff. Right, it was uh, like man, we gonna get better at these breakdowns every week, man. That's the first, that's what I guess the second one because we fucking we broke down every Kanye. Yeah, Kanye, but still we are gonna get better, get a little more information, uh, figure out what we want to talk about more. But next one, fucking Friday Night Lights. Let's go. Now this is uh, like I said, this one of Chris's more uh more favorite mixtapes. Yeah, most this, favorite this mix is tapes. this is definitely up there. There, there's a couple I would discuss, but. Gun to my head. What's your favorite mixtape? Friday Night Lights probably spouts out of my mouth. Um, and as I said on the last episode, that I didn't really start listening to music until like 2013, 20, or not, not music, but hip hop, till 2013, 2014. And surpri- even more surprising is that I didn't start listening to J. Cole until like 2015, like months before, like three months before Four Your Eyes Only dropped. Whatever that was, 2015, 2016, whatever it was, um, I knew his album was coming. And I've, I had known of him, but even at that point, I had not sat and listened to 2014 Forest Hills yet. And like, once I listened to Forest Hills the first time, then it was raps. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, I gotta, I gotta see what this dude's about, because obviously we all know what that album is. Um, not To me, that's not his best work. It's great work. And it's really, I mean, it's just really great. But it to me, that's not that's not my favorite Cole. But we talking about Friday Night Lights. This right. is the final mixtape he dropped before uh, his debut album, Sideline Story. Um, little bit of the uh, uh, this mixtape was dropped kind of to ease his fans over, um, just until he got finished with Sideline Story. Um, with his first album, especially before he was really 
defined in the rap game. He, I mean, labels like to do shit a certain way, and they wanted him to have that single for the radio that they knew would um, just blow. And he, he just was missing. And finally, he was like, bet, we're going to put out this mixtape. Um, and it came... Uh, it came strong. It had a, a few really good features. Uh, Drake. Bro, I didn't. Wale. I didn't know this motherfucker was actually this long. Like it, I didn't. Yeah, this is a, this 20 is, songs. I didn't fucking remember that until I was like. This is. Until I was going back and looking at it earlier. Today. This is an album level mixtape. Whether I mean, from in my opinion, from the just from the the length of it and the quality and the bars, uh, the features, Omen, Wale. Uh, like I said, Drake, and then on the bonus track, uh, Big Sean, Saha the Prince, Kanye, and Pusha T. Um, so, I mean, that's that's nuts. Um, so the intro track, <clears throat> produced by J. Cole. Uh, majority of this mixtape is produced by J. Cole. We know how he is. Um, he, he be, he's like the human body. He, he produces his own shit. You know what I'm saying? That's a J. Cole bar right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking uh, too deep for the intro. That's uh, it, uh, this is the exact same thing I said on the second song of Fishing Orange Juice, but this right here is one of my favorite songs. Starts off with an incredible bar, uh, yeah. referencing Bars. the Cosby Show. Partially functional, half of me is comfortable, the other half is close to the cliff, like Mrs. Huxtable. Like bars, and that just I feel like <clears throat> if you had never really listened to J Cole before. Like that just that was a great song. First great first bars to show you what the fuck J. Cole is about. He about them bars and witty lines. Because like a lot of I'm not hating on them, a lot of rappers, like they're not rapping like that. They just rapping more surface level shit. And that was a fucking deep like that was a just a deeper bar, but it was also uh understandable. Like it wasn't over your fucking head. Yeah, and that's but it was what... still deep is accessible about J. Cole and what I think makes J. Cole so great is his incredible lyricism to say something really clever but right in your face with it. Right. You don't have to be smart to understand J. Cole. I think you have to be smart to be a J. Cole fan because he drops a lot of gems. Like even right after this Mrs. Huxville line, he comes in with a gem. These boys got them holsters and clips. They pack like Lunchables, like white boys in grade school while we ate school made food just... I ain't they shit, wish I was trying they shit. Knowing mama hit the stove, she wasn't buying that shit. Like, he's just, he even at this early point in his career, because now it's even, it's even more intense, but Cole just drops gems. No matter if he's just flexing on his lyricism, there's still going to be little jewels of knowledge and, I guess, quote-unquote, like, wokeness in there. Because he does, he, he wants... He, he wants to help better people's lives through just telling them, like, yo, I've seen what this, that, or the other thing can lead to. Right. Try to be better, basically. And this this song all the way through is just, uh, he's really just spitting the whole way through. Um, it has the concept of too deep for the intro. Um, I'll find another use if it's too deep for the intro, which is really hard. Right. Um, and just talking, <clears throat> my, one of my favorite lines in the whole song, actually, though, is... Uh, at the the very end, he said, uh, "He said I gotta make a move. I gotta do this now. If they don't know your dreams, then they can't shoot them down." And like that's just so hard. Like just you don't have to to stunt about like 
honestly, Don is a prime example to me. Like, right. the man goes hard working on his music all the time, but doesn't, like, overly talk about it, really. Like, he gives it a couple brief plugs on here, but, like, yeah. other than that, like, you don't hear him talk about it, and he's really not until all of a sudden, boom, he's in your face instead. Like, and, and that's real. Like, you don't... You don't have to talk about it if you really bout it. Like, that's right. that's real. And it's just real, too, because like you said, they don't know your dreams and they can't shoot them down. If niggas don't know what you fucking, what you dreaming about, they can't be like, well, that's dumb. That's fucking, you know, niggas are, niggas are always going to hate. Nobody thinks you can ever do nothing but be a regular nigga. Like I said, that's what everybody thinks you're supposed to be. And that's just because they can't do anything. Right. You're, be supposed to, you're supposed to be a regular nigga that works a nine to five forever. And if you have any aspirations to do anything different. You a joke, you a clown, you dumb, you stupid, or whatever. But like I said, if niggas don't know you have them dreams, aspirations to be different, then they can't fucking uh say shit about you. And I mean it's like and there's also a time at the point where you like, well it shouldn't matter, but also at the same time. You're right, it shouldn't matter, but also at the same time it's just like fuck it. If I don't have to hear it, I don't I don't have to hear it. So if I don't have to hear it, I won't hear it. Definitely. <laughs> you can control whether you hear it or not just by telling niggas and it's that, that easy. But uh so yeah, man, like that like you said, like that's just a deep ass song. It's too deep for the intro. And that was just like I feel like that was like uh being sarcastic type shit. Like he was just like showing like, yeah, okay, this is a deep ass song, bitch. And it's just showing where I'm coming, like all my music is like this. Like, it ain't no too deep for the intro because all my music is like this. Definitely. And that's and that, that's just a well-put-together track, which led right into, in my another deep track, uh, excuse me, Before I'm Gone, um, which just kind of talks about uh, the, vi- the violence in his hometown and just kind of his upbringing and, and what that put into his head. Um, and I mean, it's it's just it's just Cole, uh, honestly, on a lyrical flex again too. Like he's really just going in. That was crazy. That yo, you guys have no idea how hard I jumped. <laughs> I got scared I like was up to a beach. I wanted to hear it. I might because like I don't like I said I'm not like I fuck with this mixtape, but like some of the songs I don't really, I can't really play some. So I just wanted to. Get a here, yeah, get a little here, a little piece of it. I hit the weed I told myself the last time I'll be right, my last. I'm just mode. I'm on my racing fast. And um, I, yeah, that was a good at like it was like a I don't really like uh simple beats like this aren't necessarily my favorite type beats. Like he says you can tell fucking J. Cole made this beat. And it's just like uh his, I feel like his flow and shit it matched the beat though. Like so it was a well put together song. Not one of my favorite J. Cole songs. Cause like I said, I don't really... Like, not one of my favorite beats, but, like, I feel like the song in a whole, like, what he was talking about and everything, like, the fucking hook. Niggas talking about it. was just, like, a more like an anthemish type song to me. Like, he said, one time for the city, like, shit. Like, he was just, like... Like, that was a more hook, like, I feel like you when you writing the song, it's just something that you feel. Like, mm-hmm. that was more of a hook that he just felt rather than, like... A, There's Utah State School. Oh shit! And then he, he and then even though this lead. is like Don said, kind of like that anthem feel. Like I said, I want to I want to call out though that in all verses, but I just want to point out at the end of or the beginning of verse three, um, he he kind of breaks the cadence down. He says, 
Call the wrong one, bringing the city shine. All he ever doing is painting pictures of crime, telling stories of pain, painting pictures of dope. Bitch, if you listen, I'm painting pictures of hope. And like that, that's well executed. And like I said before, it's a simple, simple rhyme scheme. But like, yeah, it's saying a decent amount and like giving you his mindset on why he says what he says. And like, he's telling, yeah, he talks about these due to our drug dealing and gang banging, but it's to tell you, he says that to say, let's get away from this. Why are we still on this? Let's do something different. And like that is that that's Cole in a nutshell right there. Right. So then that led to fucking back to the topic freestyle. And this is one of my fucking favorite Cole songs. God, like he was fucking. Spit. I feel like from start to finish, that nigga was spitting. Nigga said, "Yeah, Carolina blue kicks pedal to the metal, feeling like a puppet in the devil. This your pedal, pedal to the ghetto. Hold your head high. You can pick my reps apart. I ain't told near live. Nigga was fucking spitting, bro. Word a little darker, like a fucking tan line. Go look for a better girl you can't find. Find young man with an old man mind. No time for a chick who fucked the whole mankind. Nigga was spitting, bro. Oh, and then the next one. Uh, I know, ma'am, I'm an old man mind. I've been waiting to blow up for a long damn time. That is crazy. Fed Nas Finest. Savior. Real want to blaze Nigga was fucking spitting like we can li- we can li- we can read this whole song because I just wanted to keep going but I was like ah right. nah we read the whole half like, the first verse right like from start to fucking that's a tart <laughs> fucking start to finish man that nigga was spitting on this motherfucker and I feel like the beat was just like the beat was cool too like it was this like, is the first one J Cole hasn't produced on the album too or album mixtape whatever like it had a little. Little ride to it, yeah, and, to it. and that and that motherfucker wrote it yeah, too. He like wrote he, that beat like a motherfucker, like for real. He wrote, he wrote that beat like, like when a the, when there's just like a, it's one of those songs that like every time you hear it, you can't help but your head is going from right. start to finish. Like it's just he's he was cruising, and I I feel like just because of how he was going, like this rap was like a stream of consciousness. I almost feel like like that's just one of those that like you just feel the beat. The beat tells you exactly what to say. Like you. Right. Cole knew exactly yeah, what to I say. I know all about that. But, uh, so then after that fucking amazing song, you go to fucking You Got It. And I'm looking at this, and I didn't know, uh, so he obviously had to have sampled Janelle Monet, but I didn't know that was, uh, Janelle Monet on the fucking, uh, Definitely not. on the hook. I didn't know that was her until right now. But, like, and Wale on this song. Right, I was just, I was just about to say that. Like, I don't really fuck with, like, niggas, no. If you know me, <laughs> If you know me, you know I do not fuck with Wale. Like, I just do not fuck with that nigga. I don't like that nigga. I don't fuck with that nigga. But I had to say, this song, he, he was all right on this song. And there's like a couple of songs. There's a handful of songs where I'll be like, all right, Wale was all right. Because I'm not a hater. If you do good, nigga, I'm acknowledge that you did well. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I don't fuck with Wale. But this was... Get all right, fucking person. I song. love this song. This song just comes in so hard. I get so hyped every time. Hey, one time, one time, throw your hands in the sky at <laughs> night. Like every time. Right, it's got a good little vibe. It's a good it's hook. It's in a good world right now. Yeah, that motherfucker hard. Damn right. And I mean, Damn he definitely. Right. I'm change your life. You got it. You got it. You got it. Like, hey, like, that hook like it. That hook cold, man. That hook cold. And that just, I feel like that was a little bit of showcase of uh, J. Cole's hook ability. Because, like, when you think of fucking J. Cole, you don't really think about hooks. But nah, like, you he, just think about the content. Right, but he got some cold hooks if you really think about it. 
I mean, especially if you go through the whole discography, like right. when you want to talk about Crooked Smile, Power Trip, No Role Models, Tale of Two Cities, like uh, the list could go on. Don't get it twisted. Um, but I just want to throw one one little series of lines out from this song. Um, well, one man trash. I swear to God, it's probably, I swear to God, I swear one to man's God, pain I was about to, like, is another my man's shit right pleasure. Here, bro. I was gonna read them lines because. Too. Because the reason that caught my eye is because that that rhyme scheme that the treasure pleasure weather together, um, it's not easy to spot those words. Um, it's not it's not those basic, and it's 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 more of him just saying so much. Right. With so li- it it just it always feels effortless with Cole. Um, that he's just he and he said it from the beginning that he he thought he was. He was put here to do more than just like make music. Um, he was he's here to make music that matters. Man. Um, and he had, he is not straight away from that. He's as he's grown, he's only dedicated more to that, um, which everybody felt when he dropped For Your Eyes Only. Like that was a project that he dropped for him and uh, the daughter of his friend that passed away. Like he didn't give a shred of a shit what any of us thought of that album honestly right, I, I didn't even really fuck yeah don with that i know album. don't didn't rock with that I, album. I think he, I've only he listened, says no replay value uh, yeah i might have only listened to that album like one time cuz that album specifically a lot of cole in general but that album specifically is also one that if you really want to get it and feel it you got to listen from start to finish right you really can get away with listening to just the song for your eyes only 8 minute track that really is the whole premise of the album that tells really the story yeah. i don't know why i'm getting so far off track from friday night lights but okay, it's it's easy for me to no do filter, man. um but yeah so i don't know how i got here but we're gonna jump right back to where we but were yeah, but yeah like he's talking about them bars though for the song he said well one man's trash is another man's treasure one man's pain is another man's pleasure like i feel that shit like just the shit motherfuckers know shit i done went through and it's just like shit a bitch you don't fuck with Another motherfucker could fuck with heavy than a bitch. And then it's like, shit, says one man's pain is another man's pleasure. I really feel that shit because I was going through some shit. And, but I'm going through some shit while this motherfucker is feeling good about they self. They getting happy and shit. So, you know, you feeling down while this other motherfucker that is making you feel down is feeling good. You know what I'm saying? I felt that shit. I felt that shit for real, and it was like one uh, one thing you can't change is the weather. But if and it, but even if it rains, we get rained on together. That's like that's I feel like that's kind of like a a hopeful thing. So it's yeah. like he talking about like okay, well shit, I'm going through this pain and shit, but shit, I'm finna fucking find a bitch that's gonna stick with me through the thick and the thin. So I feel like just in them four bars, this nigga said a lot. Said a whole lot that I could relate relate to. I said, <laughs> and then that I could relate to. And for once real. again on this beat, I think, and I think this is uh, one of Cole's biggest strengths. Like aside from just being able to say something, tell a story, and lyricism in general, I think Cole has some of the best flow, um, and just really fills beats out. Just rides because I think this beat too, the same as like we said on back to the topic. Like he's just riding this motherfucker, right? And then. Wale makes a smart move, emulates the fuck out of his flow, literally his whole verse. When he gets there, he said, Cold World. He said, Rock Nation Wale, look, Cold World. It's still a cold world. Like he and he just goes the whole time with the same flow that Cole did. And uh 
that's because while they're not as good, of course he gone. Right. He and also, I give it to him. If I, it, I, I should, I, I'm the last nigga that would normally be giving fucking Wale the benefit of the doubt, but I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he did that just because I feel like it would just. He made sure that fucking went with the song like yeah. that. That made the whole fucking song Which that's cohesive. Good. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I always hate when a feature just doesn't make any sense and it just feels like separate, uh, separate right. thoughts on thrown on a track together. Like that, that fucking, shit's mad annoying. Fucking, fucking Rick Ross is a fucking number one fucking perpetrator of that. He'll fucking feature on a song and I'll be talking about shit the nigga was talking about on the song. The fucking song could be about fucking buying your mama a house and this nigga gonna fucking come on the song rapping about fucking a bitch and eating chicken. Yo, do you know who did this do that so bad on one song is it's Jay Z <laughs> on You gonna say song off uh fucking Yeah you probably know the off, song. Uh, uh My Beautiful Duchess of Fantasy. Yep. Um Gorgeous or no, no uh, uh so appalled. Yeah, so appalled. Cause like <laughs> so much of that is like incredible and even like the it, it, his verse ends up following, which is just straight spoken word, poetry. And this motherfucker's just like, I came from the streets and I <laughs> sold the coke and I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like normally, Jay-Z, you can do what you want, but like when it's a completely conceptual album. And I ask you to feature on a song that has a very specific message. Right. Pop on the message, please. Like, come on. Yeah, man. He said, I ain't got to stay on topic. He's not fucking... I'm fucking Jay-Z, bro. Right. He's like, I did come from these streets. So then, uh, next song, fucking Vilmatic. Speaking of my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Right. And that's over, Devil in a New Dress. Hard beat. And just like, uh... <laughs> This man, Chris, before we started recording, he said this is one of his, this is his favorite person to rap on this beat. Yeah. And this was originally a Kanye West song. So you wouldn't With think Rick you would Ross hear, spitting you on that song too. You wouldn't think you would hear that from fucking Chris, given he's obviously such a big Kanye West fan. I guess he's obviously such a big J. Cole fan. And I don't agree with that. I feel like uh I feel like Kanye did, did it the most justice. Her? But that's just me. Hey. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. Right, different Don, strokes for different folks. When I when I try to push too music too hard on <laughs> Don, that's what he hits me with. If I try to get too <laughs> too forceful with it, hey man, why aren't you listening to this? He said, "Hey, different strokes for different, different folks." And shout out my nigga Jamal, man. I was thinking about this the other day, man. He was the first nigga I heard say that, man. If I had never heard Jamal say that, or I don't even know if I really heard him, but he, I think he probably typed it. If I never heard him say that, different strokes for different folks, I'd never be saying that. But I felt that when he said that. You know, I was like, you know what? You're right, man. Different strokes for different folks. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen. Not everybody's going to like what you like. Not everybody's the same. Different strokes for different folks. And, like, you just need to accept that and, like, grow with that. And, uh... Try to try to ex- and try to listen or not listen because I'm talking specific to music, but in general, just like um, be open to right. what other people enjoy because that's the only. Right. Then that's what me and Don are really gonna start doing with this. This situation is we're both gonna bring uh, a, an album or whatever that we really fuck with, and maybe the other one doesn't as much or doesn't listen to that person as much, and 
force us to get to get out of our comfort zone because both of us definitely have a very very defined comfort zone that both of us really know the other ones right but we still be trying to to put the other on and this is this is honestly i think the best way for us to really finally do that um so in vilmatic he's he's really just doing his thing he's he's rapping and he's um uh, my, my favorite aspect of this is I I mean, the really this song is t- talking on the Nas comparisons that were starting to happen because people were saying because um, a lot of people consider the come up, and I would say most people that really fuck with hip hop consider the warm up a definite um, classic. Right. Um, and so they started to, to people would be like, oh, this is like another Nas, like he's dropping gems, he's making great music. Um, and at one point he says, uh, it's a feeling in the air, you're about to drop a real classic. He said, Cole, a little birdie told me on the low, you got it, Illmatic. Nobody touching Nas, it's more like Vilmatic. These Vietnam tales be paying off well. Talking about what story is my audio theater gonna tell. And that's just playing along with like talking about Nas and how Nas just told his story from sitting, looking out the P-Jack window, looking right out in the P-Jack. Uh, kind of more or less outside looking in, just like or inside looking out, I guess, because he was within, but he wasn't really about all that life, which is like the exact same Cole as Cole. Like they really do have, um, kind of mirroring or uh, overlapping stories, and um, I think goals with their music. Um, and I to to me, I I like Nas. Um, I I think J. Cole is a more entertaining Nas. A lot of people say J. Cole's boring. I don't feel that. I think Nas gets boring sometimes. I think J. Cole's, to me, is a more improved Nas. I feel like... I feel like... They get... People say they get boring because their... Their subject matter... Like, while it varies... But their subject matter is still pretty much in the same territory. Like they're always talking about, like they're pretty much like always like telling a fucking story and type shit. And it's like something like that shit cool and shit. But like sometimes that shit gets old, man. Like I ain't trying to hear a fucking story all the time. I ain't trying to hear a nigga learn me all the time. Nigga try to teach me all the time. Nigga try to put me on game all the time. Sometimes I'm trying to hear. There's a nigga spit some player shit like Wiz and shit. That's where it comes from. Like motherfuckers like. It's just different people. Like, they're not always trying to hear that shit. Like, I know I got some niggas that they'll never fucking listen to fucking Kendrick and they'll never fucking listen to J. Cole like that because that's just not, that's just not what they want to hear. They're not trying to hear a nigga talking about fucking the first time he had sex and shit. It's just, that's not what they want to hear. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, back in these early days, Cole definitely had the mix of hits and realness and whatnot. And I mean, I, st- I personally, I still believe he does now, especially on his newest album, KOD. I thought there's definitely some bangers on there that still had real shit. But like, Cole does not anymore take any tracks off. There used to be a couple that we'll get to on here where he definitely, I feel like, more or less takes a track off of. Uh, and definitely on Sideline Story, there's definitely a couple of tracks that he completely takes off of trying to say anything real and just stunts lyricism and... Uh, and flow and whatnot. Um, hey, this a, hey, this a bar that just stuck out to me. Is it the mouse cheese on the? How the fuck did you know? No, that is actually <laughs> fucking crazy. Because yo, because uh, yo, this is why I I wanted to do this so bad. I was so excited 
because I really firmly believe me and Dom both have, I mean, me and Dom both just have a good eye and ear, I think, because like that's twice now that we've both picked the exact same section to say. So I'll let you read it. You spoke up first. So I just had these couple bars, just like these hoes, all the same, all that changes, the outfit, looking for some cheese on some mouse shit. Suck a nigga, fuck a nigga, then go run they mouth quick. Rapper took a vacation, I came over to house it. Nigga said, I came over to house it. Nigga, that's bars, And bro. then he followed up with house it. You want change? This, that, between your seats and your couch <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, the that, fuck you thought I lost it? Right. All the flame on my name would get exhausted? Bars. He just didn't, he wouldn't stop. And I really felt that fucking, like, the first two lines, man. Yeah. These all, hoes all the same, same, all that changes, the outfit, man. Like Looking for cheese, money. Yeah, He's talking some, money. Some mouth shit, man. I fucking feel that shit. All these bitches fucking want, man, is a fucking nigga with bread. And I mean, I can't, I guess I can't be mad at them. Shit, I want a bitch with some bread. Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> you know we were talking saying? about that at work today, how, like, I'm, I actually, like, when I have, when I have a girl, like, I love spending money on my girl. Like, I love. What you want for dinner? What do you want to do? Like I'm, I love doing that. But right. when it's a get, when it's a girl that I know I'm gonna be like down to get serious about, is it, the time that she's like, "Yo, let me take you to dinner." Right. Like, bet. Guess what? You the bomb. <laughs> like, that's a girl you need to think about wifing because right. that's a grown ass woman. Right. Right. These niggas out here fuck around with these little bitty bitches. Right? <laughs> little bitty bitches. <laughs> And then them grown yeah, women. Bitty need... bitches all over the world. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need that bitch that's on the shit. Gonna take me out. You just dropped the top on me? <laughs> shit, absolutely. Face ass. Right. So it's that like, is uh, fucking funny. Vilmatic, man. Like, that's fucking song. He had bars on that yeah. motherfucker. And it's just the beat. Like, he, fuck, he did that beat justice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times people hop on a beat. That wasn't originally there, and they don't do it justice. But this nigga definitely did it justice. So then after fucking Vilmatic, he went in the uh, Enchanted. Hard. And I fuck with that song. And <laughs> we was talking about this before we started recording. We usually skip this fucking nigga Omen's verse. Yeah, Omen's got some decent music. Um, that was one of the first people Cole put on. I don't, I don't think Cole fully developed his ear for finding really raw <laughs> talent yet. Um, cause yo, uh, nowadays, if you look at Dreamville, there's some real, real motherfuckers in there now. Right. Um, he's got that ear locked now without right. a doubt. I trust him now, but, uh, yeah, Omen and uh, who, who was the other one we talked about earlier? Is, was Wale yeah, Dreamville Wale. or was he just Rock Nation? He's Rock Nation. There was okay. a, uh, who was somebody? Now we talking about. That Kaz nigga the other day. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I haven't dug into Kaz's music enough to really speak on him. Right. I haven't um, really either. He, that song... The song he has with Cole is cool. I didn't... I listened to that song because, like I told you, I hadn't even listened to that song yet. That Ken Dyer song mm-hmm. or... What is it? Zen, Zen, Zen Dyer. Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> he said Ken Dyer too in the other... I mean, hey. <laughs> Yo, he blamed hey, autocorrect. Fucking, hey, I fucking autocorrect that motherfucker the other day. I was... Now you, yo, he just autocorrected it out of his mouth. <laughs> and then I fucking read that fucking shit and that shit fucked me up. It's Zen Dyer. <laughs> I'm shady. Ken Dyer. Zen Dyer. What? Whatever that bitch name is, <laughs> I uh, fucking listen to that song, and I just don't. I you don't fuck with it? like this. Like what he was saying was cool. I just don't really fuck with like his delivery. I don't really fuck. Which with one? Both of them? Not Kaz. Okay. Yeah, really, yeah. No, I can feel that. I don't really fuck with his delivery like that. Like it was like I don't know. 
I just didn't really fuck with it like that. Um, but to go back to what we were, uh, what, what my phone just turned off. That was wild. <laughs> Yo, I'm having technical difficulties. This show will go on, but my phone just bailed out on me real quick. But yeah, so I fuck with this Nintendo song. Like it was just like uh, I so I say I initially didn't really like when I first got on this tape. This was actually a song that I fucking used to skip. But then, like, I started listening to this motherfucker, and then, like, I really, like, it re- I don't want to say I really related to it, but, like, I felt this song like it was a deep song. It references a Tupac track, the, the, right. don't come with me, right. and that's Hail Mary, if right. you and that's one of the, that. And that's one of the things, like, I'll, I'll be the first to fucking say, and niggas will fucking... Oh, I'm with you. I already know where this is going, and I'm with you, Niggas bro. will be the fuck to uh, hate me for saying this shit, but I don't really fuck with Tupac like that, man. So, say it. Say what you want to say. Biggie is <laughs> bad turn. I definitely fuck with Biggie more. Like he, Biggie, Biggie is rapping his ass off. Biggie had them bars. Tupac, hey yo, we can't deny Tupac had a message, but honestly, my I, West Coast is harder for me to listen to, bro. Right. I'm an East Coast ass motherfucker. Give right. me the bars. I don't need all that stylistic right. shit. The motherfucker right. telling like, and that's what and that's what motherfuckers uh, like you said will say about Tupac is he had a message and he was relatable to the people and all that shit. And that's cool and shit, but that like, I guess that's just not for me. Like different strokes for different folks. That's that's yeah. just not what I like. I like to hear motherfuckers spitting them bars, wordplay. Biggie had them, had that bars, had that wordplay, had that fucking shit, that player shit, like that real. And he had them songs. He's talking that real shit too. Suicidal thoughts. Like he had that. Fucking, he had the one for his mom too, didn't he? Right. I think he did. Or I might be thinking of Pac. Uh, I'm sure they both did. Everybody makes a song for their mom. <laughs> what the fuck? And then fucking, like, this Biggie, man, he was just... Shout out Biggie. His shit was just better to me. I Like, that's just how I feel. It was more accessible to me, too. Like, I just... I don't know. I just... I, I fuck with Biggie more, too. I guess uh, more people... People that really like Tupac probably can relate to Tupac more. Damn, who won? Michigan State? Yeah. No, Mark D'Antoni. But, uh, so yeah, after, <laughs> after fucking, um, Enchanted went to blow up, and this was the that's full, a banger. This is a fucking single ish, single less type song. Yeah, and it, I mean, he's definitely rapping his ass off at point two, um, at points in here. He, uh, he definitely just has a few, uh, really great bars, right? Specifically that. And Gary Coleman just passed. Life, Life is, is short. Like I said, bitch. And like the way, like the, like that was like a great like last bar because then it kind of like went to like the, uh, kind of went to like a short little bridge. Like I said, bitch, I'm about to blow up. Look, I'm about to blow up. Like that was like the way he said that shit. Just the song, like kind of like that motherfucker was hard. Like you just gotta go back and listen to that shit. Hell nah, got a degree, but what that cost you? Make a good salary. Just to pay Sally May. Right. That's real as ever. Ducking bill collectors like Jehovah's Witness when they showed up at your door oh, at Christmas? Christmas? Come on. He didn't Bars. have to he didn't have to come for the Jehovah's Witness like that. I'll say that. But right. funny. And that's just the bar. That's creative. And it's that simplistic, not over anybody's head, but yet so creative that none of us could think of it. So right. um song is song cold. And this is I don't really, I'm more of a fucking, not by choice, but I'm more of a fucking hipster type nigga. So, like, I don't really fucking, I don't really be fucking with the fucking commercial shit, single shit. But I actually kind of fuck with this song. 
yeah. even though it's like a singlish, like I said, commercial is more of a commercial song. Yeah, we actually we actually have a lineup anyway. coming up right here in this at this point in the album. There's really three in a row that are uh, single, single, single esque right. style songs. Right. Um, so after that, but, but blow up really is hard. That that song will get you amped up, and that leads right into another one that ends up popping off, being higher. Right. Come in, you're about to take you higher. We about to set this bitch on fire. Catchy, right. catchy this, hook. Right, this is a real good, like you said, singleish type song. And this is like, I feel like this is a more of a, a single song uh, that uh, that wouldn't like. Uh, what's some, what's that song on fucking? Uh, there's a song on Friday Night Lights that was supposed to be a single. No, what that uh, fuck. Get no, not get big. What is it? Fuck, how long I gotta look it up? Is it because fucking uh, Tiger spit on that motherfucker? It's a beat that was supposed to uh, the song. Hold on. Fucking should have been prepared. This fucking song that Tiger spit on on uh, Well Done One, and that beat was supposed to fucking be one of the songs that fucking Blue Jay Cole up. Uh, oh, that who that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I feel that's like, like Cole just rapping his ass off. Right. That song is, and that song I feel like was an abrasive kind of start right. to J Cole because like that one, like there wasn't really any, there was no Cole esque thoughts. It was just bars. Like right. he was here to bar out basically on that right. song. So I feel like who that and like uh, higher or like singleish singleish type songs but they weren't like the complete singleish type song like they weren't like they were part of like his journey to figure out what he needed to do yep. to get a like a single cause like it was close but it wasn't exactly the yeah, no, and I mean as I'm looking through uh, Hire like Hire is a really catchy song um, he's got a great flow um there's not any. There's some, but there's not a lot of overly creative um, bars. Right. Um, just stuff you've heard before, sort of. My 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 favorite is probably down in the down in Dallas at the All Star Game, spent an All Star Game trying to get a with an All Star name, something like James, something like Wade. Just just some fun little shit right there. Nothing nothing to write home about, but just fun little wordplay and. Uh, Oh, and thought you was a cutie though. Your booty mad thin. <laughs> you didn't got thick on it. God, God damn. Damn. Right. Yeah, no. And how he like how that. he busts the flow up right there. The pause is really hard, and it then the beat comes right back in, and every time you just go. Ugh. Right. It'd be like that though, man. Some of these bitches grow up. Like damn, bitch, you done glowed up. Yeah, and then, and then you feel like a jackass right. for not paying attention. You be fucking shitty than a bitch. Be like, fuck, man. Fucking sidebar. Uh-oh. There's fucking so many fucking shits like that. Goddamn, man. I'd be like, goddamn. I fucked up, man. I'm, Yo, there's, I can, I can I'm s- not naming a single name. Yeah, I'm not naming but, shit. But you let me say, no fucking there is one me. girl specifically that I fucked with in high school that every time I see her, I'm just like, wow. You are so damn beautiful. <laughs> Shout out to you. Man, hey, there's about, man, I fucked up with fucking. There, it's like cool, said, I'm I, beautiful now too, so. <laughs> like I said, I ain't saying no name, but there's one chick I fucking dated. She fucking moved, came back, 
was she was fucking with me. Ooh. And I was on some fucking bullshit. I guess the nigga thought he was too fucking cool or something. I went over there, was fucking with her one day, went over to her house, and then like I never hit her up after that. Was on some bullshit. Boy got scared. I, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it was, I don't know what the fuck it was. I thought I, <laughs> I wasn't scared. I know. Hey girl, if you're listening and you think it's you, it is. Give him a right, call. Right. Who was it? I wonder who it was. But then there, there's another one. Oh, God. fucking chick. I, if I. I can't say too much about this chick because them motherfuckers really know. Nah. Like, actually, I guess motherfuckers probably really know. Anyway, but uh, there's this other chick that fucking was fucking damn near <laughs> obsessed with me. She was damn near cold. That was nasty. And nigga fucking, uh, I don't know, bro. Oh, I didn't want to fuck with her because she fucking talked to too many dudes or something. I should have just fucked. I don't know Daddy. what. I don't know what. Sometimes it, you just gotta fuck her anyway. Right. I was like, she talked to too many niggas. Right, now right. she fucking cold now, though. Like, fucking cold. Bitch living Cali, bitch fucking cold. I'm like, God damn it, man. Like, oh, man. And there was this one girl that, like, damn. I hung out with one time, like, at, with just as, like, basically more or less like a double date with my one, my one, my good friend Adam. <laughs> and, like, both of these girls that we were hanging out with, and neither one of us took it that seriously. Both of these girls are like so incredibly <laughs> attractive now. That's and when my, when Adam listens to this, he will text me and know <laughs> who these girls are that we hung out with in Winona Lake for the one time. <laughs> Let me know, bruh. <laughs> and it'd be like that, man. You'd be like, God damn, man. I when you're young, your, your priorities are just not well. I guess your priorities might be right then. I don't know for sure if my priorities were right then or right now, but I just wasn't. I just wasn't thinking about only getting some action. Apparently, so right, man. Like, fuck who knows man. when the priorities were right? God damn. So next song, hey, you already all know this. I personally am not gonna dive too deep into this one. We've all heard it a million times because it was on sideline story as well. Uh, it was actually on there. Was it a bonus song? Uh, I was just on that motherfucker. Remember that? Uh, In the morning, featuring Drake. Great song. Did I? What? Hold on. Is it on my side last story? Let me look. Great song though. Obviously, catchy, catchy hook. Uh, I always say Drake sounds like he had a cold when he recorded this motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it. When you listen to it, you know exactly what it is. It's talking about. Fucking, like we out here fucking in the morning, um, and she. Oh yeah, okay. Song number nine on there. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't have much on this. I'm not going to dive into bars since it's such a, such a, such a popular song. Just because it was on the real, like that's a classic album too. If you don't, if you don't think Sideline Story is a classic album, I'm gonna tell you you wrong. It is a classic album, I will say, but it's not an album that I, I don't honestly. I honestly don't listen to that album that often, to be honest. Cause I just see, I do, but I'm also different because I didn't start fucking with J Cole until like 2015 or whatever, 2016. Yeah. So like, you were probably rocking with that album for years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, that's to to anybody that's around me a lot and thinks I'm annoying for being <laughs> so obsessed with Cole. Just know that it hasn't been since like 20. 10, 2009, that when he was coming up, it's been like three years, so like, give me a fucking break. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just, 
you you understand because y'all have to remember how you felt when you first started hearing this shit. Right. Um. So yeah, I I fuck with in the morning. I feel like it was a. Uh, and that that was, was a well placed feature. I had to say it was a good single song. I'm pretty sure that motherfucker was played on the radios. I don't think they had no video for that motherfucker. Do no. they? They should have definitely had a video. Absolutely. For that. I don't know why they didn't do that, but they should have definitely had a video I, he didn't for do- that. A lot of videos back then. Honestly, if you yeah. think about that, um, he had one for Lost Ones, but he did Lost Ones way before he was popping. He did that Lost Ones video in like 2009. And that video is crazy. That video is awesome. Um, but yeah, let's move on to, to Two-Face. Right. Uh, that, is, that is the dollar in a dream. If you're familiar with J. Cole, that is the dollar in a dream of this album. There wasn't an officially titled dollar in a dream, but... Um, you know it's always gonna be there for for most of it, and like everyone that he talk about got a dollar in a dream. And if it's got that green, then I'm all up in this. But every time he be talking about that, that track's fire. Get out of here. He kills it every single time. Um, and this one's no different. He's talking uh, <clears throat> talking that real stuff. Um, kind of coming from both sides about how it, there there's two sides to every story, every person. Um. You just you Man. always you always gotta be empathetic and try to try to understand, um, and like I mean he's just, my honestly favorite part of the song. It's crazy, um, but it's actually the like outro when he starts singing, which we'll go back and talk some of the bars. But like my favorite part is hey don't cry. We ain't gotta worry about the money no more. That part at the end, I don't know why, but like that part just it's always really spoke to me. I think coming from not poor, but like not just middle class, I think more or less like J. Cole really did um, of parents sometimes having to stress about money and bills and stuff and like just having that aspiration to to come up and be able to take care of your family like that. And be say, yo, you don't gotta worry about the bills. You don't have to worry about any of this anymore. Like I got you. Like to me, I think that's a dream of really any kid, in my opinion, to be able to come up and take care of their family. Right, um, for real. Like that. That's that's real, and that just hit me in a really, uh, in a really personal spot the first time I heard this. Um, right, and like <clears throat> he's talking about uh, two sides of a nigga and all that shit. For and that's why I really I fuck with this song. Like I said, I don't really uh, listen to this. Mixtape that much, but I fuck with this song because like, like just even the hook, he was like, it's two sides to a nigga. Uh, sometimes I'll be feeling high, then I'm feeling low, and it's like shit. Niggas can relate to that shit because like sometimes shit, you be going through some shit, and like, but you, my other motherfuckers don't know, like so they might just think shit, everything cool, but you really over here going through some shit. You know I'm, know what I'm saying? So it's like, like you said, you gotta be empathetic and shit. And it's just like, I fucking felt that shit. Cause like, like I said, motherfuckers be going through some shit and motherfuckers don't even know. So it's just like, <clears throat> it's just like, you need to be, uh, just respectful to just everybody, man. Cause like, you might think something that you saying isn't going to affect somebody this way, but if they going through some shit, you might say some shit and it fuck them up. So it's just like, be just so like, you need to just carry yourself. And uh, like you said, empathetic, respectful way towards people because it's two sides, man. You never know what a motherfucker going through, man. Never know. It's mm. like be people, like I said, like people, be people out here killing themselves and shit, man. You never know what a motherfucker going through. Something might not be serious to you, 
And like I'm not that mo- I'm not the most sensitive person to mental health uh <laughs> mental health and we know that like I'll talk shit, motherfucker. But even me, <laughs> I need to be more sympathetic shit cuz like motherfuckers be going through some shit, man. Motherfuckers get themselves up, up out of here, man. I had a cousin kill themselves and shit. So it's just like that shit real, man. <laughs> and uh I mean there's a couple of fun lines in here he says uh Unfortunately, this series is this is a hard hard set of lines for me to read yeah. over here. But I'm paying dues that a paying tax on. I'm trying to blow like a playing saxophone. I'm playing daddy to another daughter. Don't even worry. Even Jesus never saw his real father. It don't bother me at all. Man, that, hey, that's some fucking. That's a hard. And that and that can just fucking show. That shows. Like if you really fucking like sit down and think about that, that just shows where the fuck. J. Cole is as a fucking person and as a man. Because, like, you have to be, like, 100. You have to be a, a fucking special type of nigga to fucking take care of somebody else's child yeah, and be okay with that and, like, love that child like they're fucking your own shit. Not saying, like, he, like, he wasn't actually going through that shit right now, but that just showed, like, he would be cool with that. You know what I'm saying? And you got to be a special type of nigga to do that because... I don't think I could do that. <laughs> like, it's just a, that's not, I could for I, the right person. I'm not, I'm not built like that shit. I'm not trying to raise no other nigga baby, no other nigga child. I can't do it. That nigga need to be taking care of that child. And I'm going to take care of my own. So it's like, I said, like, I respect that. Cause you gotta be a, a special type of nigga, a specific type of nigga to be okay with doing that. And I'm not that nigga. <laughs> so, Anyway, going on to the next fucking song. Ooh, this motherfucker. I damn near fuck with this song. Yeah, this song. is one of this is a fire song. The autograph. I definitely fuck with this motherfucker. Um, yeah. Um a little taste of this motherfucker. The honestly my favorite is <laughs> like the first half of verse three, and this is going this is it's gonna be a drawn out one, so I'm sorry, but I <laughs> shout out to the bootleggers to supply my shit. The fans online trying to find my shit and to them, but won't buy my shit and catch me in the street and wanna ride my dick. Y'all is the worst. See me like J Cole, homie. Can you sign my burnt CD? Please. An album is ten dollars. You act like it's ten G's. This food for thought costs the same as two number three. So at ease with that broke shit. We all trying to get a dollar, boy. No shit. And I really could keep going, but I really just love the way he comes in on that verse. Right. Um, it's creative, and it's really, it's really speaking into speaking away to your fans that not a lot of motherfuckers really do. To just keep it a hundred with your fans and be like, yo, like if you're not really supporting my shit, then like, hop off. Like, why are right. you coming up and asking me to sign a burnt CD? Like, you don't really fuck with me because you're not trying to support what I'm really trying to do. Right. At all, and like, lot, that's so true. Like, you gotta so cop true. it. A lot of people out here that say they fucking support you and shit, but they don't really support you. They not helping you get on. Fake friends, man. Watch out for them. Snakes in the grass, man. Mow that shit, man. That shit real, and it's just like just hella bars on this motherfucker. Yeah, all the way through, really. And it, and this is another one that I feel he just the beat's perfect for him. He just rides it, man. Yeah. And this nigga was like, uh, <laughs> nigga, bro, like he has some silly bars on this shit too. Um, nigga said, 
Man, I rap so vicious, but I talk so politely. Hey. Never met a baby mama, mama who don't like me. <laughs> met a couple baby fathers, though. They want to fight me. Hit a tissue snooze like the news, nigga, nightly. Nigga <laughs> was spitting, bruh. Like, so even, like, spitting that real shit, he was just talking about. And then he's coming through spitting just some silly shit, talking about what shit. Nigga's baby mama don't like me, but I'm still crashing that bitch every night, nigga. Like, <laughs> bro, look at where my phone is at, goddammit. <laughs> right, bruh. So three times in a row, man. Uh, three times we in a row. We killing it. Also, I'm all, now I really feel like finding some a real bar in verse one because we, we, we hit the other two. So, I mean, here's another really funny one. Making my wishes come true with no genie, man. I got the keys to my beamer with no beanie, man. I'm on these rich ass, no bikini, man. Like, that's just fried. Right. That is fried. That's funny. It's well put together. It's a good wordplay. Uh, Bars. Like, this then is... I surely would have died if you can throw the fork in me. It's my New Year's resolution, dog. No more pork in me. But I ain't no Muslim, though. Karan Butler. I'm a wizard if you doesn't know. I'm young Simba. I'm balling till the buzzer blow. Stop it. Right. You try to kick the shit I kick, you gonna stub your toe. Boy, that's just how tough I go. Hey, like, he was just spitting, like, bars. Like, J. Cole got them See, this bars. is my life work. This shit you calling classic, I be like, that might work. work. That's hard. Like I said, want you to feel something new, that's how a dyke work. <laughs> and ask me about my pressure. They want to see the pipe burst. And then he says, you got to do, the- do the bridge, bro. Right. <laughs> like, so that motherfucker just hard, bro. Like, they're... <laughs> like that, and that's just cool. This whole song, like, is cool. Like, it's just talking about that... The dick riding fans who don't really, who don't, who, who walk, who talk the talk, but don't walk the walk. Right. Um, and that's cool. Like, you don't always hear an artist be like, yo, if you're not really fucking with me, then I don't fuck with you. Like, that's dope. <laughs> um, right. Uh, and just, it's just, an, it's an interesting look and gives you, and gives you insight and makes Cole feel, as always, just like a very accessible and real person. Just telling, telling you, a, like, as just a per, like, cause that's just, what a lot of really great rappers do is try to just get you to feel like you know them and understand them as a person. Um, because the more connected you feel to them, the more you can understand their music. Right. Without a doubt. Real shit. Motherfuckers like music from people that can relate to. The more you can relate to somebody, the more you probably gonna like them and fuck with their music. So uh, anyway, so after the autograph had Best Friend, and this is a song... I honestly don't really fuck with. Which I said to Dom while we were listening before this too. It's it's about his girl's best friend basically telling her that uh, she should leave him because he's a cheater. And right. I just I don't like the sound of this song. Um, right. I think Cole's <laughs> delivery is weird. And like normally I like when he has a a female on the vocals. Like he's got a little songs like Nobody's Perfect and stuff that he's got a female on the vocals right. and it sounds cool. But this one, it, it just, it felt disconnected. The whole thing always feels disconnected. And I skip this song right. uh, every time. I definitely skip that motherfucker too. But I mean, we still give it a little decent little breakdown real quick. It's just like, I'm looking at some of the bars. You see, he had Aaliyah on the bridge. So it was like, that's one of those songs that he probably just, that's probably one of the songs he really fucked with. Like the song that I don't, I can't tell you off the top of my head or whatever, what Aaliyah song he sampled or whatever. But that's probably a Leah song that he fuck with. Like I know Drake be doing that shit. Like those simple songs. Oh, it's like actually they're... called Best Friend by Missy Elliott and Aaliyah. It just came up on Okay. Rap Genius. So see, that's probably a song that he fucked with. 
And that's probably why he sampled it. And just yeah. shout, uh, giving the shout out to Leah. You right. hear him do that a few different times. Right. And like a lot of people, like I know like Tyler, the creator, this might have been a song that he made for him. He didn't mind that he made it for the people. Might not even make for us. Like Tyler Crater could tell you, like a lot of his early music, he made for him. He made because he <laughs> wanted to listen to that shit. So this might have been right. So this might have been a song that J Cole made for him. So that might be. I mean, I know I'm sure there's other people that like that song, but that might be why. Why he made it's it. not as popular with us because like he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he that wasn't. It's not a song for us. Same way the whole Four Your Eyes Only album was not. I that was not for the fans. Like right. it just wasn't like. Kod, he came back for the fans, in my opinion, but. Uh, <laughs> Boy, your eyes only. That was and not supposed, for us. And he's supposed to drop another album this year or some shit. Uh, he's got a mixtape coming. Um, uh, and an album. The mixtape's the prelude to the to the album. And the last song on Kod, nineteen eighty five, was intro to the mixtape. I think, which is the fall off, I believe. Um, which kind of sounds like it comes back to like the come up, the warm up, the fall off. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's that's cold. That could be. So that sounds like he could be talking about his little break that he took. And uh, I also or niggas say my fell off. For some of you to say Cole's boring, I think you might be in luck with this mixtape. I've seen a couple different um, people he's been in the studio with. Yeah, I seen niggas on the fucking stick. Like it was somebody fucking completely like random. NBA young boy. Yeah, and, and there's like, been a the couple fuck? other. There's been a couple other. But then it might have been somebody else too. I was like, yeah, like, like I think maybe, like, I think maybe or yeah, maybe shit. Rich the Kid or something too. Like he's like, what the fuck? he's been in there with some weird people. Um. But, I mean, he took Young Thug on this tour he's on right now. Yeah, that's um, random. He's just, I, and I heard him say in an interview where he's gotten be- better to a point, because he used to just be like, nah, all these new people are trash. But he's gotten to a point where he, he at least wants to listen, because he's like, I don't want to be part of that divide that's kind of there between the, the new generation of hip-hop and the old generation. Um because it, it's yeah, that. see, which is just corny, because, or not corny for him to say that, but it's corny that these young people, the younger hip hop generation, takes the route that they take. Yeah, because it's so fried to me to hear them be disrespectful, like about Pac, Big, Cole, whoever, Kendrick, whoever the fuck you want to, they want to bring up when like, if you go over to like rock and roll, man, that doesn't happen. They have nothing but respect for those that came before them, and like it's. It, it my opinion, it, it does show a problem with just the generation because these young right. these younger people just got no respect for anybody. <laughs> um, but like yo, like with so many of these rappers that came before, whether or not you really fucked with their shit, right. that they, they would you wouldn't be able to come out here with your tattooed ass face and multicolored hair, saying nothing on a song and getting paid a bunch of money if it wasn't for all these people that came down and laid the fucking face. So right, there's a little sidebar, but. Fuck the new wave of hip hop for the most part. Right, so they I, corn balls. I feel like so that's that was. I feel like that's respectable. Fuck respectable. Fucking J Cole to be doing that. That he's not trying to be a part of the vibe. But I feel like also at the same time, like some of the motherfuckers, man. Like you just. I feel like you trying like NBA young boy. That's corny to me. Like, like and like I, I, I and like some people might be like, oh, he's trying to get other people to listen. Like he doesn't need other people to listen. Like right. Cole's got number one, one of the largest. I think just like core followings that go and stay with Cole no matter what he drops, what he does. But also just like the the people that listen to NBA Youngboy, like hmm. for real, don't give a fuck about J. Cole's music. And that's and that's fine. Like that's all good. That's why we have so many different musicians because everything speaks to somebody in a different way. 
Now, do I believe that the people who really fuck with NBA Youngboy for real should fuck with J. Cole? Yeah. I think anybody who enjoys music, period, but especially if you enjoy hip-hop music, and, I mean, I know that this sounds corny coming from me, but I think as a black person, there's a lot of, I mean, not, I guess not even just in Cole, but just hip-hop in general. Like, there's just some, like, that is where just the empowerment is, and just, because hip-hop originated as the the voice of the unempowered. They, at first, like, it was frowned upon. It's ugly. Like, we, people didn't want to hear that, and now it's blossomed into the most mainstream mu- music and entertainment, and to me, like, that's just so empowering, and, man, right. shout out, because I love hip-hop music. I would I don't know where I'd be without hip-hop music, so shout the fuck out to hip-hop. Right. So after fucking Best Friend goes to cost me a lot, and this is another song I don't really listen to that much, but I fucking, I didn't really like the sample. Cost me a lot. Yeah, no, and it's, uh... And then cost me a lot. Like, I, I fuck with the sample. So it's a cool song. This is not one that I listen to too uh, heavily or anything or too often, but it's definitely got some, uh, definitely got some cool little bars in here for sure. When the bouncer just announced that it was bottle service only, then he kicked me out the line. Yeah, he punted on me. <laughs> bars and I'm just like I, I fucked with the vibe for this motherfucker actually like this damn near got, this damn near like a banger vibe honestly yeah right right like right ooh he spitting it was bottle service on me yeah he kicked me out the line boy punted on me right so we just, back with that attitude right, just play that for my song we've been playing like a couple of these songs oh like yo that was one. about to lead into uh he says something cool after that. He said, uh, back with an attitude, buying out the bar because I feel like this shit I got approved. Last year, the cashier told me my card was not approved. Now I'm tipping the server 100 to show my gratitude. Right. That's a Balls. come up, motherfuckers. That's goals, motherfuckers. Right. So I just feel like this is a, like a cool song too, like a, a inspiring song. I can yeah. just, you can just see from them bars and show that you can do this shit too. Like, and the re- saying, the refrain is actually sick too. Um, it, it cost me a lot. big chains, big whips with wood grain, and then later on, now I don't love no material things, but I'm in love with the feelings they bring. I got them like, damn, how'd you do that? And right. that's that shit smooth as hell right there. Right, and it's just like he's talking about how like if you want to get these fucking material things, it cost them a lot. Like he had to put in that work. And that's like, <clears throat> that's the hardest part about anything is the fucking work that it takes to get there. Everybody wants the fucking end product, but don't want to put in the fucking work. So that's just the hardest part. And I just feel like this is a good song that he used as a testament to that to just talk about that and just everything. And then, yeah, because how I'm supposed to shine without the proper blame. Remember when I did a show with Waka Flocka Flame? Felt naked because that boy rocked about a thousand chains. Guess we rock a lot of ice because we got a lot of pain. That's 500 years of swelling. I'm trying to tell him. Jacob the jeweler is cooler now that he's a felon. That's hard. He just took a funny joke about Waka Flocka Flame and how many chains he wears next to J. Cole's no chains and walked it right into talking about... uh, He's talking about black people wear a lot of... Uh, ice as in jewelry because they got a lot of pain. 500 years of uh, swelling. I'm trying to tell them. Like, that is that is incredible writing. Um, 
if you don't know about hip hop writing, like that's just right. really well executed to go to to get you ha ha kind of chuckling at a joke, but then that's classic Cole to come right back and say, yo, but don't sleep on this right here. And uh that's just hard. Bars. It's hard. This song's hard. So then this song leads in the premeditated murder. Hard. And this is one of the I feel like one of the best songs on here. And my changing right. right before your eyes. Alright, nigga spin on this motherfucker. Alright, just spin. Like I feel like I feel like this is a good song like he was talking about a lot of shit, but like that bar just right there, he said, Is it worth it for what's under that blouse? And it's just like I feel like that just show like a lot of niggas, man. Like niggas don't be thinking, man. And I feel like this is just a song where he just he kinda talk about that for a brief moment, like motherfuckers you be thinking with the wrong head, motherfuckers hear that all the time. But motherfuckers will do put their life in risk for some fucking pussy, man. You know a motherfucker over here crazy. This nigga will kill you. And you still thinking about going over there fucking her. Like, that don't even make no fucking sense. But like I said, niggas... Damn, I just hit the mic. Some niggas only be thinking with their motherfucking... Dickhead. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you're thinking with, thinking with the fucking head that's on your shoulder, not the fucking head that's in your pants, nigga. And, uh, man, he just got some good flow at the beginning of this. He said... Man, these songs that I made in my bedroom and shit Gonna finally give a leg room in the whip From a Civic to a 7 Must have died and went to heaven Like a passenger on 9-11 Please go find a reverend That's, a, that's dope Later Say hello to Miss Thang I forgot your name She yellow And even white women wanna Othello I'm ballin' with the nuggets Like fuck it I'm Carmelo Now the crib got mush Much rooms Portobello that's correct. That that wordplay. Stop. Stop. Nobody else be thinking of that. That's nuts. Um, so this one, this was kind of uh, just a stunt. Like that's really all it was. The hook is uh, talking, or it's not even in the hook, is it? That it says that. Of course. That? Man, he did like the fucking just this whole song. It was like a it was a well thought out song. Like he's talking about where I'm from. Even if you see what I seen. Uh, you know it can't, can't get no get better for me, better right? You know it can't. Like nigga was just. Oh yeah, like, and he says at the end of his verse, that's right. Uh, got it. Hated and I levitated that. further. Knew I would kill the game. Premeditated, Premeditated murder. murder. See it comes down. May the best man win. No sweat like a headband. Where I'm from. Right. Yeah. So it's just like this is just a real song. He was talking that shit that he was really feeling. He was really and like it it was a it was a start. He's saying this is what I'm doing. What are y'all motherfuckers on? Like right. where where are y'all at with this? Like he said in premeditated murder, if you know what premeditated murder that means, he thought about it beforehand. So like he's Which just Which he clearly did. Right, he's saying shit. I've been known that I was going to come through and kill the game. Where was y'all niggas at? That's basically what he's saying with this whole song. One thing I would say about J Cole that to me, is just should should speak to other other people who want to rap or are rapping or whatever to think about. Hey, fuck you. To th- <laughs> to think about going to motherfucking college because J Cole is one of the very few, I think, especially mainstream rappers who have a four year degree, and he graduated summa cum laude. Fuck college. Fuck college, says Don. But uh. <laughs> 
But I, I don't think J. Cole, J. Cole would not be this good, I don't think, if he wasn't educated like he is. Um, I went to college. Nah, that shit, I mean. <laughs> Especially if you, I mean, depends what you study. Like, I, I don't even honestly know what he majored in. Uh, I almost want to say English, to be honest, which would make a whole lot of goddamn sense. I don't even know what you're um, but I mean, I think he, that he's able to do things differently than other rappers because of it. I'm not saying everybody's got to, but I'm just saying it's not always a bad idea. I didn't go to college, so I'm not judging. Obviously, if you didn't go to college or don't go to college or whatever, but right. And uh, I feel like going to college too. Like my fuckers always say, it's a good experience. Like you do. Like I definitely met some people, and that's how he got to the city he needed to in be college, in too. Right, I definitely met some people in college that I still fuck with today, and I definitely, I definitely met people in college that fuck with me more than motherfuckers I grew up with or went to high school with and shit. So I mean, it's definitely, I could definitely can see why motherfuckers go to college. It's just like shit. That shit can be expensive. Expensive. Um. Yeah. Without a doubt, it's a little bit of a system. Right. For sure, as just everything like, is in this just goddamn like insurance. Country. Fucking scam, but I'm not gonna get on that rant. Maybe yeah, say we, that for another time. We gonna we gonna slither on down <laughs> to uh, home for the holidays. Um, not one of my favorites. A good song. I don't even. I got. Um, I don't even know. I didn't fucking. <clears throat> oh, okay. This one's about him coming home from basically the, the idea being college. New. He's coming back from New York. Right. Um. And at one point in this song, he says, "I'm I'm coming back with a, with a deal and a plaque." And he ends up making that he 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 didn't really go back to Fay- like he went back to visit, but he didn't put a song uh, a concert on in Fayetteville in his hometown until uh 2014 Forest Hills, um so they didn't get to experience their hometown boy rapping until 2014, um uh, but he's just talking about when he comes back and he messes with talk. Goes and meets up with girls that he used to to hang out with, uh, friends, whatever it may be. Just coming home for the holidays. Sometimes, sometimes, holidays. <laughs> like this, this song is just. Like, it's a feel good song, honestly. Yeah, it puts me in a good mood. Yeah, like the whole vibe of it is like a, like I said, like how I said, uh, fucking, uh, I think it was Spotlight on fucking Wiz just had like a good uplifting feel, yeah. positive feel. I feel like this motherfucker. As a good, like like you said, positive, uplifted vibe. Like, this could be a good song to start your day. Like, it could get you in a good mood. Because, like, it's just, like, the the chords, all that shit, just the melody, like, the vibe, the horns, all that yeah. shit. It just got, like, a good, like, uplifting, feel-good feeling. And, like, the, the chorus, like, I think it speaks to everyone. Because we all talk shit about the people we went to school with and whatnot. But, like, when you really think about, like, kind of the idea of, of like, a reunion or whatever of like really meeting up with a bunch of those people who like low key you spent a better part of at least in my hometown like 12 years with a lot of these people going through the whole school system yeah um and when i when you hear something like said i'll be home for the holidays so when you see me better holla at me like you just feel that because like you know the feeling of like walking around a even like walmart or something all of a sudden you see holy shit i haven't yeah. seen this kid in two years three years like how you been like you know that feeling of just like nostalgia, number one, that hits you like a motherfucker of like, wow, where was I the last time I saw you? What was my life like? Right. Um, and you can't help but go back through all that. So, um, but I also can, I feel the part because I, I left uh, 
obviously y'all don't know, but as soon as I graduated high school, like two and a half weeks after, I left my hometown, I moved out. Um, so then the following lines are, I got to get up out the city for it, try to trap me. I got to leave. I wish I could stay, but I'll be home for the holidays. And like that, I just feel, bro, because I got the fuck out and I don't go home except for really Christmas. Like, I don't really fuck with any other holiday. I go home to see my fam for Christmas. And other than that, like, I just see them whenever. Because um, my, my hometown's worse off, folks. Real conservative. <laughs> um, there was a lot of Trump signs over the past election. If that, <laughs> that tells you anything. An overwhelming number. Um, I don't fuck with a lot of that worse off bullshit. Closed-minded people. We ain't got no time for bigotry. Right. So, fucking, that song, you said feel good song, and that led into the next song, Love Me Not. Damn, I really gotta hear that motherfucker too. Like I said, I'm not, I'm familiar with this fucking mixtape, but I don't listen to it like that. So, uh, She loves me. She loves This motherfucker. She's gonna bruise you. A, I feel like this is a, uh, okay, I did fuck with the song. I definitely fuck with the window of this plane, thinking if it crashed, I'll never see you as a game. And wouldn't that be a shame? Because look at all the shit we overcame. Made it through the flame and never got cremated. That's hard. They say, made it through the flame and never got cremated. I made it to the fame and never got too jaded. All them other couples we fuck with secretly hated. Flash forwards, it's been years. We're the only one that made it. Like, he just, he's, he always, he's saying something, like, uh. Motherfucker hard. That fucking, the hook, man. Yeah, no, the hook is. If the motherfuckers heard me, I was having a moment over here. The motherfucking hook, man. I feel that hook. Talking about she loves me, she loves me, then she loves me not. And I feel like, I'm just like, so I'm, I'm jaded right now anyway. But I really feel like, man, bitches really be like that, man. Bitches be so fickle, man. So it's like, I feel that fucking hook. Like, bitches, one minute they fuck with you, next minute they don't. Bitches is fickle, man. And then he ends up, uh, in the the second verse, he he ends up referencing what Don referenced earlier. He said, my song all on the radio, who that? And I'm so far gone. You should see both sides like the mohawk on. Now I know you wonder why this phone lock on. And right now he's turning introspective and starts kind of talking about, uh, as he was on his come up, how he started handling relationships poorly and, uh, yeah, right. used to do that. I loved your ass way before I knew you could rap. The way you break in my heart, I should sue you for that. Call up my uncles and my cousins, have them do you for that. We had a deal and you ain't keeping up your end of the shit. In my mind, I know she getting the short end of the stick. Trying to justify thinking, man, we finna be rich. While some bad bitch I barely know sending me flicks. And it's like... That's just real. That's raw. We can... Like, as... I, I don't like to talk about it, but I can relate to that. We've... I feel like we've all been immature and... Stupid and, and fucked around during a relationship at, at some point in time with some girl sending you flicks and just being distant instead of just handling the business like that. Everybody be on that shit. Even now as grown ass people, people would rather get distant and bullshit than break off a relationship. They'd rather cheat and not even be happy because they're too scared to hurt somebody's feelings. But in the long run, just obliterate a motherfucker instead. Man. Um Man. So let's all sack up and be real, cause like that's what that all is talking about. It's cold saying that he's not handling this shit well. Right. Um. But you don't. It's harder to see in the moment, obviously. But like, you unhappy, it out. Right. And I feel like too. It. I feel like also the song he was kind of uh, personifying like music. The the whole music industry as a in a whole. As like the saying, girl. Yeah. Yeah. And like saying like shit. Sometimes this game will love you, and sometimes this game won't love you. 
Like, it's give and take. And Cole is notorious for that. He has a few different songs with double meanings. This could definitely be one. Power right. Trip is definitely one. Lights Please is definitely one. Right. Uh, that's, a, that's a different episode. Go look that up on your own. The man writes really well. Right. Um, but yeah, this song, is a, it, it, it also feels good. Uh, it really does, and it, it's got a catchy hook, and and he's spitting. He's just rapping. That's the that is that is mixtape Cole though, really. And that's that's a lot of people's problem is that they say he doesn't rap nearly as hard on his albums, which is, I can definitely see a little bit of it, not completely, um, but it's also because his albums are generally very pretty conceptual, especially as of. Like the last three, for sure. Right. Starting from 2014, he definitely uh, made him conceptual and have a vibe, which is harder to do. And and then and he just he worries about the message, so he's not worried about impressing you with like. Cause the thing is, for him, he's like, yo, these people already literally know how hard I can rap, right. and nobody can ever deny that. So at this point, he's like, yo, I'm here for for something more important, and and I respect the fuck out of that, honestly. Like it. It takes, I think, number one, a, a, a true artist to, to say, I'm not worried about that stunting anymore. And I'm just worried about like literally making my art actually feel something and mean something to people. Um, like that's dope. Because that's, that's what it should, that's what art should do. And that's what music is, is art. It should invoke emotion naturally. Um, that's just my personal opinion. And yo, first... Also, this that just made me think of Post Malone earlier, like this year or whatever, said some stupid shit about if you're trying to cry or feel anything, don't listen to hip hop. Yo, I I, I don't want to get it twisted. I fuck with Post Malone's music a little bit. Fuck but, Post Malone. But fuck that statement, bro. Like, what hip hop are you listening to that you can't feel emotion? And like, have you listened to Through the Wire? Have you listened to fucking... I can't even think of a good song off the top right now. So this hella songs. Hey, fucking, hey uh, Mama is another one. I don't know why Ye's only coming to my head. Fucking. Fucking hella songs. It's fucking uh, Remember from fucking. The next song we're uh, going to talk. Miller. The next two. Yeah, bro. The next two songs we're about to talk about on here. SeaWorld and Farewell. If you really listen to those, they make you feel. Fucking talk about Kanye, Coldest Winter. Like, there's hella songs with, uh... There's Kendrick songs that... Kendrick, uh, Yeah. Like, there's fucking shit... Like, shit, I, I'm... I already know, shit, one of the fucking shit I'm gonna pick for next week is gonna be a fucking Quentin Miller album. So there's hella fucking Quentin Miller songs where that nigga fucking evoke emotion. And we'll talk there's about a futurist, that next there's week. There's futuristic songs. Uh, there's a song called Music Saved My Life. He's sitting there telling you the story about how he almost fucking killed himself. And music saved his life. That doesn't make you feel something post, you ignorant... You're just as ignorant as you are ugly. <laughs> All right, sorry. Back to back to this. So that yep. was love me not. So right. now Sea World. Hard, hard. And it's like this, this is uh, a f- what fucking beat did that sample? I heard fucking uh. And 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 yo, fuck. just so we're clear, this is a true song. This song is about real life shit that happened. Uh, this girl Shania Davis yeah. from Fayetteville. Uh, her parents essentially sold her into whatever, sex slavery. They prostituted her out, basically. A five-year-old girl. Um, and he also, in this song, uh, takes shots at the rap game for, like, 
only wanting people to make bangers and not real shit. Right. Um, which is also that's classic Cole. Right. And that's um, just yeah, that just showed like the shit he grew up in, like grew up fucking with too. Like we talked about Nas and shit. Like that's the type of music like Nas make. And like I said, that's just, that's another reason why people this find them boring. Or sampled Tupac's uh stretches pain. Yeah, okay. Cause like that's another reason why motherfuckers find people born because like they always want to talk about some real shit and I mean like that's cool like I said different strokes for different folks and like some people not all that's just not what they're trying to hear like I know motherfuckers that don't fuck with Kendrick just because he always rapping about some shit and it's a lot and Kendrick I understand more than Cole because like Kendrick's also so fucking intricate like yeah. he is a lyrical wizard yeah and like I think Cole can do that, but I think he intentionally takes a straightforward approach. Um, as he says in one song, he's like, I, I do it by, I got the, the dummies rapping smart shit, uh, uh, yeah. the something else rapping hard shit. Like, uh, it, it's just, a, he's saying he's, a, he's, and it kind of goes with Two-Face, the two sides to everybody. He, it's trying to appeal to, to everybody, like trying to give everybody a little bit of what they want. And that's dope. And he does it. Like, SeaWorld, it's got a great vibe and it's telling a true story about some horrible shit. And, like, he just goes off on it. Um, Six shots of Hennessy, I'm still going strong. Please know me from the bullshit that's going on. That girl was five years old that they just murdered and did some wicked shit to her that was unheard of. You fucking coward and gotta tell him to go to hell. Because that's the other, that's the shit that make them other brothers sitting sick in jail. Like, just real shit. There's not a lot else to say about this song. This song is, this song is raw and will, could, right. can invoke motion. Just listen to it for real. Post, we talking to you, bud. Yeah. Go ahead and give this a listen if you're not. You're probably not even familiar with your dumb ass. Right. Yeah. I'm. Not, I'm not too familiar with the song, but I didn't know about this song. I have listened to this song, and like, I, like I really fuck with the beat. Yeah, and J Cole. Yeah, we we kind of fell off on the production. I I fell off on telling you the production. Just so you know, there's. Uh, he worked with Elite on this beat. Elite, 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 Elite. One take, then I'm up out of here. <laughs> y'all, y'all watch, listen to the warm up and shit. You know what that's about. Um, and Elite makes some great beats. Um, but J Cole's pretty much produced, I would say, ninety percent of this mixtape. Um, which I I I always respect Cole for doing that because it's not something you have to do, and uh, it's something uh, another guy I, I know is doing. Uh, his name is Donnie Ray. Yeah. Don't sleep. Man's gonna be spitting on his own beats. Right. Um, but like to me, it just it speaks to the artistry level, in my opinion, and and makes the song more yours. It, it shows me you had a you had a vision from the beginning. Uh you birthed the right. beat and then you either knew what you wanted to say on that beat immediately, or once you were listening to listening back, you're like, oh, I know exactly what I need to say on this beat. Right. But I feel like a lot of times. I don't know because I don't make beats, but when Don or J. Cole, whoever's making a beat, once they start to get the flow and feel what they're doing, my guess is is in their head, they're already starting to get a formula together of like, all right, this is kind of what maybe needs to go on this. And like, that to me is just such an artistry level and just caring so much about the overall quality and owning the product. And that's, that's hard to me. So I always respect anybody who's out there spitting on their own beats. Right. Lil Dicky spits on his own beats, bro. <laughs> Yo, bet your asses. Bet your asses. I'm gonna bring Lil Dicky shit in here, bro. And I'm gonna make Don read lyrics word for word and make him say on this podcast out loud, damn, 
he was spitting. Hey, I've got Don to admit that Lil Dicky spits. Don just can't take him seriously at all. He's a goofy motherfucker. He is, but that's his thing. And I'm a goofy motherfucker. (laughs) But also, I have gotten Don to say, like, straight up, like, yo, he was spitting on that. The dude has some lyrical ability. Yeah, he can rap. I just don't fuck with him like that. Don doesn't need the goofiness. He just needs the rap. Lil Wayne goofy. I don't fuck with Lil Wayne like that either. Like, I fuck with, I Lil fuck Wayne been doing the same thing for too long. Yeah, I fuck with older Wayne. I'm sure we'll touch on some Wayne at some point because we're going to be doing this shit forever, man. I don't know if I said this out loud, Weekly. To, but I'd like to, uh, if he ever gets around to announcing like a release date for the Carter 5, I think that'd be a fun time to do a, do a we'll do an episode right then and me, each pick our favorite Lil Wayne. Because like, uh, he got way too many projects for us to break down all his projects. Yeah, no, we do not have time for that because the man has probably... A, as many, if not more, mixtapes than Wiz. He got way more than Wiz. And, and yo, there is some fire mixtapes. Don't get anything twisted. Sorry for the wait, too. That would probably be my choice, just to peep y'all in early. That's a fire mixtape. I love that He's shit. He's sleepy. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for this, man. He hasn't heard a lot of earlier Lil Wayne mixtapes. For him to say sorry for the wait, too, is one of the best Lil Wayne mixtapes. To I, me. I apologize hey, for this, man. where did different strokes for different <laughs> folks guy go? He just I walked out the door. This, he left. He left. He <laughs> left. All the fucking droughts are legendary, so I apologize for this, man. He's apologizing. But, uh, so anyway, after Sea <laughs> World, it goes to Farewell. This shit getting played at my fucking funeral. Bet on it. And this is the fucking, just, I mean, the song, the title of it, like the beat, like comes in with a beat, like a kind of like just sad, like, organy like, yeah. type. Like, and you just know, oh, dude, like you, you immediately feel like you're at a funeral. Vibe, yeah. yeah. And that's what it is. Um, like you said, farewell, like saying, bye, motherfucker. And like he starts with a powerful line, uh, look. Some brothers let their dirt, their dirt out. Some just keep it all in them. So when a man dies, all his secrets go with him and right. fade. A part of history no longer known. Like, did a lot of dirt, I'll bury with me when I'm gone. Right. Um, just... And then there's thoughts that we all have. When my story's told, how will they tell it? Will they say I was a giver or remember I was selfish? Will they say I was a sinner or pretend I was a saint? Will I go down as a winner? What's the picture they gonna paint? That... That's shit we all worry about. That's just normal anxiety of, which we shouldn't worry about, but we all do low-key. Like, oh, what does this person think of what I just did or said? Or what, like, right. shit that's not relevant, but it's it's always in the back of your mind. And, like, what what is your legacy? Like, that's something crazy to sit and think about. Like, right now, if you pass, what would motherfuckers say about you? What would you have to leave behind? And to try to, to think about that on a daily basis, in my opinion. about me is a wild way to probably improve the way you live your life. If you try to constantly have that in your head to where you're like, yo, if I died, what would people think of me? You probably try to be a better person every day, honestly. Right. Um, right. But this song, I really I really have said to people that like I, I would love this song to be played at my funeral. Right. Um, I feel like this is like one of those songs for the dead homies talking about farewell. Like he said, everybody when you die, the secrets homies. go with you. And that's just like, that's like a fucking, that's a real song, I mean, a real line to me. And it just make you like, fucking, like it puts shit in perspective. Like, that's true, like shit. Like, when you fucking die, if there's something you didn't tell anybody, some like, that shit's gone. Like, this, like that shit never even fucking happened. 
So it's like, shit, you could have been fucking, you could, okay, so you could have fucked with this chick. She ain't never tell nobody. You ain't never tell nobody. And y'all both died. It's like, that shit never happened. Because nobody knows. And then... When a tree falls in the forest and nobody's <laughs> there, does it still make a sound? And then Looking this man, as always, he's repping his home city so strong. He starts verse two. If I should die, Lord, this here is my will. Reincarnate, reincarnate brother, send me right back to the ville. Right. Let me relive my younger days just once again. Reenact my memories from every friend to every sin. Keep him de- my demons buried in my closet. But yet I put work Put in work like a deposit on my bank account. Um, right, I feel like which I, is crazy. Like that, I feel like a lot of us really low-key, we bitch and moan about shit that used to go down in our lives. But like when it was all said and done, like how right. bad was it really? Like yeah, how I, much would you really undo? Because I have so many great memories of times even when I used to be bitching. But like looking back now, nah, that shit was great. And I would right. love to go back and relive some high school memories and stuff from my, with my friends just doing stupid shit in my city. Right. That is real. That's real. That's how. That's how. It, that's literally how it always is. Cause I remember, fucking, I went to, I went to a fucking Catholic school from first to eighth grade, and I remember we used to fucking hate that shit. And then when we got to fucking high school, it was like shit, that shit wasn't that bad. And I remember fucking high school, we used to be like, fuck, I can't wait till I get out of high school and shit. And they fucking ended up going back. I'm mean, gonna get to college. Like, damn, high school was damn near fun than a bitch. And then fucking in college, motherfucker, I remember. And hand over, motherfucker, like, fuck, we hate this shit. I don't want to go to class. Right, fuck this shit. But then after you get out of college, it's like, damn. The real world is a bitch. It was like, that shit was fun. Like, shit, we had fun at Hanover type shit. So I feel like it's always And then now, we we in this time where you have roommates or whatever, or living alone, and you got to work your ass off all the time to afford everything, blah, blah, blah. And then one day, we'll grow up, maybe get married, have kids. And and then we'll look back and be like... Man, this this bitch is always telling me what to do. I want to go back to when I just lived with my one friend right. and right. smoked weed. Got, got to do whatever the fuck I wanted yeah. to do. Right. Hitting the stroke every night or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking <laughs> filter. Said getting money. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, shit. You can tell we're getting tired. Can you hear it in my voice? He asked to the rhetorical audience. Cause uh, I can feel it in my voice. Man, so these, this, these have been fun though. Right. This is the last song on here. Fucking. This is actually, hold on, this is... This might have been a bonus song. Are you looking for trouble? Yeah. Absolutely is. It's a bonus song. It's got everybody and their mother on it for no reason. Hey, this is a fucking song. I fucked with this song. Oh, this is a good Friday. This This is a good Friday release. I fuck with this, uh... I fuck with this beat because it samples... I feel like Ye had to make this beat, It samples a fucking, uh... He probably did. Because, I mean, uh... Yeah, produced by Kanye. Yeah, because he sampled a beat. Uh, it's, uh, fucking... Uh... God damn it. Cameron song, uh, looking for trouble, and he fucking yeah. Like I, I fuck with Cameron. Like Cameron used to be my favorite rapper at one point. Purple Haze, fucking legendary album, great album. Go listen to that. We'll break oh, that down yo. one day. And I forgot. Pusha's verse is short, but Pusha's verse is wild. Pusha started off snapping. All I see is black roses. Drug dealer poses, shoveling that devil's angel up their noses. Never let jail turn my shine into Moses. Oh, I, think, I think the song, my bad. I think the song is called Bubble Music. That might be what it's called that by camera. That makes more sense. Yeah, I think it's called Bubble and Music. And he just keeps going. Couldn't clean my soul with them civil rights hoses. Paranorm- panoramic roof under glass like coaster. Backseat driver racer slurs at the chauffeur. Like, he just kept going. That shit is crazy. Um, 
It was a fuck. I remember there's somebody on here fucking spinning my was Big Sean on here. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a fuck. I'm trying to figure Yo, out. Yo, Sci High has nice verse too. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. oh yeah. Fuck, I'm trying. There was like I can't even really remember it. Like there's some. I'm bars in the no here. smoke set, rolling motherfucking ounces, marijuana mountains, drinks you're not pronouncing. Yo, get, honestly, to be honest, everybody on this uh, song has a pretty decent verse. Right. Uh, Ye's is shorter, but it's not bad. Big Sean, you know, Big Sean's a little bit slept on, in my opinion. I think. Like it's because it's it's because he a goofy motherfucker, man. And, and it's like, and it's because he peaked. How many yeah. years ago was Dark for or Dark Sky Paradise? Man, see that, and that's the thing. That wasn't even. That's not even his peak. What do he you really? Think? He really peaked out on fucking. Uh, I think. Uh, uh fuck. What's it? Um, uh, what's that mixtape? Finally Famous Three. Nah, fucking. Uh, it was after that. Fuck. Uh, God damn it. Hall of No, nah, not fucking Hall of Fame. God damn. Uh, it. Hall of Fame. Uh, nah, that's. Uh, oh no, that's his album. I'm sorry. Fucking. Uh, God damn. Oh, Detroit. Oh. Uh, he peaked out with Detroit mixtape. Right. Like, that mixtape was. The best Big Sean. I almost got a nigga Lil Sean. <laughs> that would have been the most condescending shit. That that's anybody. That's the best Lil Sean I'll ever get. <laughs> but nah, Big Sean peaked out on fucking. I'll uh, give you that. Detroit, because Detroit. Was I hard. remember I was at Ball State when that happened. I mean, when that dropped, me and fucking Jimmy was listening to that motherfucker. Helly, like fucking Detroit. I still is. I can Hall never listen fame, to Detroit. Hall of Fame finish. and Dark Sky Paradise. And Finally Famous were all also very good. Uh, Dark Sky Paradise, I think, is the closest he's ever came to Detroit since Detroit. But then after Dark Sky Paradise, he fell off to me, really. Like, I decided was very okay. Yeah. And then yeah. he released another album that I can't even remember the name of. And then shit before, that shit with Metro Boomin that he dropped was booty hole. I didn't even listen to that shit. That shit, uh... Didn't like it. That shit before Dark Sky Paradise... I think that's Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hall that's of got Fame like was, Beware. And yeah, like Hall of Fame was trash. I see. Uh, you're right, actually, because I only like. Uh, there was a couple. Of I like, like Beware. I like First Chain. And then, ten to Ten is like a banger, but it's not that good. There's, of a what's song. Another, there's another song on there. Switch up. That's got comment on it. That because uh, I never got the physical Hall of Fame album. Jeezy, going on Jeezy. It's time. Milf. Freaky. I think I got the physical. Uh, Big Sean album, fucking yeah! I got the physical Hall of Fame. Yep. So yeah, like I didn't really fuck with that album. Like he, there was a what's the fucking song on there that I fucked with? Beware, it's gotta be. Nah, I mean I fucked with Beware, but there was another song on there. Shout uh, Lil Wayne uh, on Beware, that's hard. Sierra Leone. Oh, that's, that's the Sierra Leone song was cool, and I I Denver kind of fucked with that. Uh, he. He swore up and down that fucking Ashley song was a fucking good ass song. I didn't fuck with that nah, song. Nah, I don't. Like he thought he tried to act. He he tried too hard on that song. Yeah. Like he was trying too hard to like talk about something, like make a meaningful song. And that's the thing when you got when you have to try to make a meaningful song and it just that's doesn't. It feels forced. Yeah, when it just doesn't flow naturally, this shit doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So yeah, but. Back to the original song we were talking about at the end, Looking for Trouble. Everybody's got a decent verse on that song. It's star-studded. Big Sean, Kanye, Sahai, and J. Cole. You, you don't find that a, a song that star-studded much anymore. They don't do that kind of dope shit that much anymore. We used to be getting those, like, Forever, uh, 
and like swagger like us, like just hell of the top dudes hopping on the same song. I just don't, I don't feel like number one, like the people that we look at as top tier aren't all rapping like that anymore. And then the newer people just aren't rapping like that anymore either because they don't know how. Um, So that's my old head diagnosis of where (laughs) hip hop is at. Uh, But yeah, this was really fun. As Don said, we're going to get better at the breakdowns and let us know. if you'd like to hear more lyrical and less just opinion, right? Let's um, know. Or or what you'd like to hear is if you have any if you have any suggestions. I'm sure me and Don will have, especially on the first the next couple. I bet me and Don both probably have shit that's stocked up in our head that we want to do. Right. Um, but if you send us some stuff on Twitter, uh, Topher Stetzel, Donnie Ray, right. Um, we'll definitely look into black on to black. Getting, oh yeah, I said Donnie Ray, black on black. <laughs> I'm just Topher <laughs> But right, then, like, fucking, we're going to be uh, trying to improve every week. So, like I said, if you have any suggestions, comments. Let us know if the if this sounded better. Two mics. Right, two mics. We're trying to, we're going to see how it sounds. Donnie like, Ray out here dropping the moolah. That shit, this shit ain't cheap, guys. Right. You got to appreciate it. Make sure you let him know if it's worth it or not. Right. He, he has... He might be able to have a a, a return policy, nah, right? Like, <laughs> take, so that, it, take that if shit back. It sounds back. exactly the same. Yo, all caps at him on Twitter. Take it back. <laughs> say that just. <laughs> and we'll be like, okay, that heard. <laughs> so yeah, man, this is fucking. I'm pretty sure this is episode seven. A Donnie. I think Ray's it might be eight. Eight. Yeah, because I think the I think the last one was seven. I don't even remember. Whatever episode It's Donnie Ray's no filter featuring. My man's Chris Stetzel. We just broke down fucking cushion orange juice. Fucking Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah, you're seven. It's seven. It's you're seven. Right. So we we talked a little shit about fucking Khalil Mack, how the Raiders need to sign him back. Fucking talked a little shit about Urban Meyer. Like I said, every week we'll uh, probably start off with some current events, anything we just want to speak on real quick. But like I said, we're not going to force it. I need to get back. I'm definitely going to get back, though, to the fucking... Uh, unpopular black thought that's definitely gonna be on the next episode so stay tuned for that and next we might find a uh that's yeah, racist <laughs> so stay tuned for that we come with an unpopular black thought next week we come in with a with two more albums broken down some current events and come back and let it let us know which of these mixtapes right y'all you, prefer yeah because i think it was obvious today overall uh, Friday Night Lights is the one I rock harder with. Cushion Orange Juice is just a vibe to me. I rock with it, but like, this is almost Cole at his best lyricism, right. arguably. So, um, and as a Cole, a proud, loud and proud Cole stand. Stand. Uh, I, I stand. Friday Night Lights is probably my favorite mixtape ever. That's a tough one because there's so many great mixtapes. So I really, I don't like to even say that, but it's it's definitely up there. Um, and I'm sure I think Don's is probably cushion orange juice for this right. episode. Yeah, that's definitely mine. You can't you can't beat it when it when it just takes you to a time that you just remember. Right. And I mean, don't get it twisted though. Cushion orange juice is up there for me. That is probably my favorite Wiz mixtape. So that's which is that's hard. Like right. Don said, he got what'd you say, twelve mixtapes or yeah, more like, than twelve? Something. Like, he got. I said it's probably like well, last time I feel like I checked it was like between like eleven and like thirteen. That's crazy. And and like. Most of them are fire. Right. Like, well, I don't know to say if it was all mixtapes. I think it was just projects in general. They probably got stuff. like seven or eight mixtapes, I think. 
But yeah, so we'll be coming back at you with more next week. Right. Episode seven, <sighs> Donnie Ray's No Fucking Filter. In the books. Featuring my nigga Chris Dessel. This is in the books, man. Let us know what the fuck you think. Hit us up on Twitter, Black on Black, Tover Stessel. We out this bitch.